0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Conversation Street. This is episode oh I've forgotten what number 526. we're on. Five hundred and twenty-six. Hello, welcome, up and welcome, welcome. Welcome again, I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. How are you doing, everybody? We are here, um, this this feels like a long time since we've done a podcast last, because we had an early one this week, didn't we? We had Charlie DeMello's interview come out earlier this week. Exciting stuff. Thank you so much, everybody, who gave us some lovely feedback on that. It was was lovely having Charlie on the show, wasn't it? One last time. Um,
1: Oh,
0: no. I, well... (laughs) One last time for an interview. He certainly, uh, he certainly was very generous with his time, considering it was the last, you know, big interview he was going to do with the show. We ended up, we were just talking for like hours at the end, weren't we? And we, we, we cut snippets of it and use that as the interview. So thank you very much, Charlie. And if anybody hasn't, um, hasn't gone on to to YouTube to go and give that a watch yet, please do because it's very lovely, and you can see him modelling our lovely Conversation Street T-shirt and. The bottle as well, he had the bottle, didn't he? And um, this is uh, something that a few other people have been um, receiving in the post this week, yeah?
1: Yes, that's right, we've been sending out our Patreon, what are they? Top tier rewards for people who have been with us for um, six months or more.
0: Six months? But as we have said in the past, we can't get them all out at once. We're, no, look. Yes, we're, we're
1: sending if, them out.
0: Yeah, we're sending them out. We've sent out a selection this week, but if you haven't got yours yet, don't panic. Don't
1: panic. It's coming. It will
0: come. It will it will come. You just have to wait a little bit longer. Now we've got speaking of special guests, we also have a very special guest on the podcast this week, don't we? In fact we have them right here with us. Gemma. Yeah. Who is our who is our who is our special guest this week?
1: <laughs> well, they got a shout out, didn't they? Was it this week?
0: Yes, it was this week. That's why we're doing it this week.
1: We got a shout out this week because As we all know, Summer is a very studious child and uh, she's always been very clever and intelligent. And one of her most epic contributions (laughs) to the field of science and robotics...
0: As Mary reminded us this week, was was Summer's Robot. So we do actually have Summer's Robot here today to say hello to everybody. So, um, hello, Summer's Robot. How do, Chuck? How do? How do yourself? So good to have you. you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
2: I am Summer's robot. I am a feat of engineering.
1: I'd say Marvel of engineering. Absolutely. Really, I, mean... I don't know how he's speaking when it really is just a biscuit tin with...
0: It's oh, not all it. this time, it's looked like a biscuit tin with mardy eyes, with, with droopy eyes, sorry, but uh, actually... I
1: think they are quite mardy.
0: It's a little bit mardy. Anyway, so Summer's Robot is here with us today, um, and is going to be commenting on this week's episodes as well, possibly. So, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking forward to theory. To, to that. I mean, a little bit of preview, Summer's Robot, what did you think of this week's Coronation Street? What a load of barbies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, controversial. I, I think that that Summer's Robot is not over over <laughs> Imran dying yet, but um, maybe we'll get onto that. Yeah, maybe, maybe someone's role was just in a bit of a bad mood. Anyway, um, time for a quiz, Gemma. Have you got a good quiz for me this week?
1: I've got things that happen between the 6th and the 10th of June in the years ending in a 2 and a 7, and I sourced the information from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Of course you did. Yeah, I did. So, question number
0: one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, 6th of June 2007, which character dies from injury sustained in a car crash?
0: 2007.
1: Well,
0: what was the date? 6th of June. Oh. Don't
1: make out that that's significant to you in any way. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about Coronation Street. Was this was this a car crash on the programme? would be a bit boring, wouldn't it, if it wasn't?
0: God, I can't really think. I've got no idea. The
1: summer's robot know the answer.
0: Um, no, I don't, I don't think. Uh, what do you think? Legal. No, it wasn't. Wasn't Leo? Leo's no, not. Leo's not even in it. Leo's not even in it. I don't know. You'll have to. Uh, you'll have to tell each other who. Why was does that?
1: Summer's robot know the word Leo?
0: I think that is. I think Leo's his favourite character. Possibly. I don't know. I'll have to wait till the character <laughs> <a bit timed laughs> oh, I out see. if that's true. But um, I right, give you
1: zero, and the answer is Paul Connor.
0: Oh yeah, of course, Paul Connor. I can't believe that we missed that one. Yeah, because we watched that just recently, didn't we? you, but... Yeah,
1: da- daft Aper. Daft
0: Aper, sorry. Right. So 6th robot. of
1: June 2012. Who takes Maria for a meal out at the bistro, kindling a new romance?
0: 2012. Maria at the bistro. Oh my gosh, this is terrible this this week.
1: It's because you spent all that time programming Summer's robot. I've been doing my
0: robotics think this week. My brain's been emptied. Who did Maria. <gasps> was it was it Marcus Dent it
1: was Marcus yes
0: yes fantastic good job thank you Michael next question please
1: are you just talking in your own voice pretending to be Summers Robot now thank you Michael I'm
0: not no I, Summers Robot can speak for itself, can't you affirmative yeah exactly so, <laughs> it's fine I That's don't need that stupid
1: idiot. 7th of June <laughs> 1982 which house does Len finish building
0: Um, number 7 Coronation Street he finished Correct. building then
1: 7th of June, 2002, where does Sam Kingston leave to go to?
0: Not got a clue, no idea.
1: I'm surprised some as a robot doesn't know how to say Blackpool.
0: No, he hasn't been programmed. He's learning, he's a learning robot. Oh, God, he, no. He, he, he's, he's, but it but doesn't need programming anymore. It's got to a stage where it's, um, it's learning itself. So no, I don't agree with that. I, I programmed you. a couple of phrases in, but I think, you know, as time goes on, it might just um, become even more self-aware. It's like It enjoys Coronation Street, so...
1: I don't like the idea of that.
0: No, it's fine.
1: fine. You know it's going to kill us and take over the podcast.
0: L. (laughs) That's one that Summer put in there, obviously. Oh, God. Well, she is quite the card.
1: (laughs) Okay, he goes to Ibiza. Okay. 7th of June, 2017. Why does Tracy get a nine-month suspended sentence? 2017?
0: That's what I just said. Oh, I know. It must have been the Victoria Court fire, is that right? I mean, it was, No, yeah, it was, can you
1: tell me what she did? She, she, she set, she set did. fire
0: to Carla's flat and caused the deaths of, inadvertently, of Maddie and Cal. Is nope. that right?
1: Nope. What? You were getting ready to press something then. What were you going to well, press? I
0: wasn't going to press anything. Um, Summer's Robot speaks for itself then. What was <laughs> Summer's Robot about to say? <laughs> I don't know. What were you about to say, Summer's Robot? I don't know. Do one. Oh, no, fine. So you got, got it in a mood now, right? You, listen, you're you're you helped, She real.
1: helped Rob while he was on the run.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So that's okay. the
1: completely the wrong year, isn't
0: fine. it? It was the wrong year. Yes.
1: Eighth of June, nineteen seventy-seven. The residents realize who is to blame for the Jubilee float not running.
0: Stan Ogden. Yes. Definitely Stan Ogden, because we talked about that last week. Affirmative. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Summer's so Robot. I'm
1: getting distracted and not writing down the ar- um
0: I know. We're not used to doing it with one, three hosts. Two, three, we've, four, we've been going nearly ten four, years with just me and you, and now Summer's Robot has muscled in, and I don't know. One, guess two, we've three, got to, four, five. We've got to share four, the airwaves one, with it. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is that
1: five, it? I thought that, no. I, I thought that if anyone was going to end up being the third host of this show, it would be Charlie.
0: Yes, now that Charlie hasn't got anything to do Yeah, I think life. he's got think a think lot, lot quite things to do. I think he's quite busy. And
1: I also um, don't think that we could afford him.
0: He'd do it for free, I wouldn't he? I don't think he would. L-O-L. Yeah, no, that's quite a funny notion. Well,
1: the answer to that question <laughs> was um, Stan Ogden, but I originally wrote down Satan Ogden by accident.
0: Satan Ogden? No.
1: Right. 8th of June, 1997. Deirdre moves in to 17A Victoria Street. What is it called now? And who lives there?
0: 17A Victoria Street. In which year? I don't
1: think it's relevant, but it's 1997.
0: Um, I think in 1997... No, that's not right. 17... No, that's Rosamond Street I'm thinking of. Um, Is that... Because I, I thought that she moved in above the bookies at one point, but I don't think that's that, because that's on Rosamond Street. Did she move into? Did she move into the Streetcars place? Should I remind
1: like... you of the question?
0: Yeah.
1: Deirdre moves into seventeen A Victoria Street. What is it called now?
0: Still seventeen A Victoria Street. I don't know.
1: Right. It's now called nineteen A Rosamond
0: Street. That's not fair.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Oh, so that was that's that's. I was going to say Toy and Imran's flat there. So sad. Um, who Just lives there flat. now? Toya.
1: No. What? Sam and Billy live there with their robot. <laughs> oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Oh, this is your, this is your flat,
0: is I'm robot. How could I get that wrong? Affirmative. I'm sorry. I, I, um, I should have asked you to uh, to help me with that one.
1: Can you tell me how many residents have lived there? <laughs> no, you've made this too
0: difficult. Whatever number of residents that have lived there.
1: It's quite funny it, because it's more than you might think considering...
0: Well, you know, you got you got your Billy, you got your Summer, you got your Todd, you got your Paul. Summer's robot count as a resident? No. Oh, well, that's not very really Um You've had um, Owen Armstrong has lived there, Anna Windass has lived there. Um, I'm looking
1: for a number.
0: Fifteen. No. How
1: many? Thirty-nine. What? The heck? <laughs>
0: that's so funny. Everybody it's really out funny. a at nineteen eighty his Street. Amazing. Very
1: funny. Okay, 9th of June, 2017. What does Shona confess to David? You're doing really badly, by the way.
0: I know I'm doing really badly, this. You've got oh four right. Oh my gosh, full right and... You've got six wrong. That's terrible. You need to,
1: you've got... I've got two more questions. You can get three possible answers. If you get all them oh, right... Okay, so what not... was
3: this
0: last question?
1: What does Shona confess to David in, on the 9th of June, 2017?
0: I'm guessing that she confessed that...
1: <clears throat> Can I say you look Her very... son is
0: Clayton. Yes. Yes. Looking very tan today. Am I? Oh, yeah, you are. I just walk up to the swimming pool today.
1: Yeah, I don't have a tan, I just go red. <laughs> uh, tenth of June. We had,
0: um, speaking of uh, of robotic friends, we had a bit of a funny thing yesterday, didn't we? I, I got my hair cut yesterday and I came back and you said that I had a lovely haircut and then for whatever reason our Alexa piped up and said... What did she say? I don't think. Hmm. I. I know. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure about that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> what? My a robot. She doesn't like you. Buddy
0: robots. I bloody hate them. Do what? Oh, sorry. Okay. Say anything for. else. It, it's. It's quite a sassy robot actually. It's. It's got many things that it's been programmed to say and some things that it's learned itself as. As I said, but it's not going to say them all at the beginning. It's just warming itself up, <laughs> aren't you, Summers so robot? I think. Affirmative. This That's is getting annoying. Then I think I think Summer's robot may need to have a little rest, In um, a little while. But um, you know, I tell you might what would be good if Summer's
1: robot could tell us when everybody's birthdays were, so I don't have to do it. It does, does not that know that information. That would be quite a simple thing to program a robot to say.
0: No, it it doesn't need to know that kind of thing actually.
1: Right. Okay. Tenth of
0: June. I, it does know some facts though. Give it. Tell us a fact, Summer's robot, that we don't know. Did you know Summer
2: 1? To to <laughs> yes, we did know that, Summer's
0: Robot. Thank you very much. Steve,
1: we know that quite robots. a lot. Do you, oh my god, this is what I'd be like if robots were real.
0: <laughs> what do you mean, Gemma? Do <laughs> one. Yeah, <laughs> do one. Can, can you,
1: you write, okay, right, from now on, I'm banning it from saying do one and affirmative. <laughs> all right?
0: You can't ban it, you can't, you've got a program. You, you, you do the programming. I'm then.
1: not gonna, no. <laughs> 10th know of how. June, 2000. You're not a
0: Master of Engineering, Gemma.
1: I'm not going to Oxford. <laughs> 10th of June, 2002. Stop pressing what I'm not pressing anything. The robot's doing it itself. <laughs> yes.
2: Did you know
0: Summer wanted to go to Oxford?
1: <laughs> I'm glad you think it's funny.
0: I think the Summer's robot is amazing. I don't know what the listeners think about it at the moment.
1: I am going to suggest that you if don't get just as much... solicit a response because you might not like the answer.
0: If, they, if we've got lots of nice responses about having Charlie on the podcast, I don't know. Maybe. Well, it's, a, it's
1: the second celebrity guest we've had in a, the space of a week. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, absolutely. 10th of June, 2002. Which two characters turn up for Betty's retirement party? New ones. Well, not new ones.
0: Comebacks. Like surprise comebacks. 2002. Oh, Bette Lynch was one. One. And, and Gordon Clegg. That's right. Yes. Made but it, it Also back again. accepted
1: Gordon Brown. <coughs> <coughs> Gordon Brown, Chancellor also. of the Exchequer. Yeah. Hello <laughs> I heard there were three so, sandwiches.
0: So what was my what was my final score then?
1: I don't think it's, it's important. I think it's the taking part that that really mattered.
0: No, go on, I need I need to know. Three, four, five,
1: six, seven, out of eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Seven out of twelve. That is not an Oxford grade. That's
0: not bad, that's not bad. Death table. Shut up, you couldn't have done any better.
1: No. Nope. Uh birthday time. Can it sing happy
0: birthday? It does not know how to sing, no. It's Good, because
1: a that would movie, but... be a very long and tedious process, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Right, 11th of June, Jackson and Maddox Beswick, who were the first twins to play Jack Webster.
0: Happy birthday.
1: 13th of June, Teddy Turner, who played Ch- Chalky Whiteley. Writer Leslie Duxbury and Kim Marsh.
0: Kim Marsh.
1: He played Michelle Connor.
0: Happy birthday! I think some, I think Summer's robot should maybe be programmed to say happy birthday. I think maybe it's just a little bit, um, a little bit sad because it doesn't have a birthday of its own because it it wasn't born. So maybe it's just keeping quiet for the moment.
1: Um, I think that's a fair thing to be sad about. If I was a robot, I might. Yeah. Ponder that kind of thing.
0: I don't know. some Summer, uh, Summer's robot. I don't. i have to have a look. I don't know whether it's got this, the date of creation stamped on it somewhere or something. Whether Summer etched it in, maybe.
1: It's probably just got like Walker's nineteen eighty two or something written <laughs> on the bottom of it. Okay, fourteenth of June. Sophia Hertke played Poppy Morales, who we're watching at the moment we on have our been a bit of it, Poppy on Morales Fifteenth yeah. of June. Stephen Malatrake, which I don't know. I haven't put down who that is. Uh. Which I'm sure I say every year. (laughs) Rupert Hill, who played Jamie Baldwin, and seventeenth of June, James Gabbas, who played Vinny Sorrell. Oh yes, Vinny. Tracy Bennett, who played Sharon Bentley.
2: Welcome, (laughs) Ardy (laughs)
0: Mayor. Summer's robot. How rude! (laughs) Sure, she's love. Sure, she's talking about Sharon there. Why not about Tracy Bennett? Why does Sophia's?
1: uh, Why does Sophia's robot? No. (laughs) Why does Summer's robot not know how to say have it?
0: Oh, yes, Summer's Robot doesn't know how to say Abbott yet. That's a very good point. It knows how point.
1: to say do one. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it needs... Maybe it needs to learn. I told you. It's,
3: it's, it's learning, learning as
1: it
0: goes. Just leave as it, as it alone, goes. Gemma. Exactly. Right. Are we all done? Happy birthday to all those lovely, lovely people. Um,
1: Sorry, everybody.
0: What for? <laughs> Our lovely celebrity guest, Summer's Robot. Don't apologise. She, she, it's going to be here for a little bit longer, I, I really
1: hope that Summer's Robot grows in popularity thanks to its appearance on our podcast to the extent that by the time the end the year is over it can make an appearance on the soap quiz yes summer's
0: robot on the soap quiz That'd and they all have amazing. to say do you really know fine, who, where, I is, this,
1: yeah, where is
0: this yeah definitely where's this robot
1: what what, what uh, show does this robot feature on and <laughs> see if jack shepherd can remember that summer was a." Uh, an amazing robot robotics engineer,
0: <laughs> definitely. As
1: well as Oxford dropout and exam cheat.
0: <laughs> right, shall we get on with this week's street talk? You ready yeah. for that, ready? Gemma? <laughs> ready, Summer's robot? <laughs> Affirmative. No, okay, I told you. Let's get, get on. I'm gonna get mad about it. Street talk.
1: <music>
0: okay, let's have a street talk, Gemma. We have had. Uh, how are you feeling about Imran? Are you, are you uh, still grieving this week, or? You're learning to live in the post-imran world.
1: We have to live in this new era of sadness.
0: It's so sad, so sad, tragic. I think he's actually dead, but Uh, it's definitely looking like to. I can't
1: believe it. It's really. I can't (laughs) believe it.
0: I know. I know. I can't either. Um, Did did you kind of? What do you reckon about Corey? Did they continue the momentum this week? Would you say? Did they do a good job about that? Because obviously it was back to the other stories this week.
1: uh, What's happening with Summer? Is summer going to get to Oxford? <laughs> I
0: know we yeah. we managed to we managed to um, cope a whole week without finding out what was happening with what, summer. But what kind of gathering
1: back. can they have in Daniel's classroom? <laughs>
0: That was so funny.
1: They're not using it to its fullest potential. That's what I was concerned about. I was like,
2: that would... Did you know Summer wants to, go to No, she doesn't.
0: No, she she doesn't. doesn't anymore. No, she doesn't. This is Summer's Robot, by the way. If you're listening on YouTube, where we don't have the amazing intro to the podcast, yeah, this is our new guest just for today's episode. I am Summer's Robot. I am a feat of engineering. Yeah, so he wanted to come along to to just say, say what he thought about this week's Coronation Street along with us. Um, but yes, no, so yeah, Summer, Summer doesn't want know. to go to Oxford. He, the Summer's robot, has already ratted us out because now everybody knows that the bit that we recorded at the beginning of the podcast was actually before tonight's Coronation Street when Summer did want to go to to Oxford. But oh well, never mind Summer's robot. We we trust you. I mean, we, I don't we understand you. why
1: Summer even had to do exams. Could she not have just submitted the robot?
0: Yeah, that, uh,
1: and like she's not even
0: doing physics at university. I think that's why she's changed I was her mind so mad. because she's realised that she is uh, obviously a master of engineering and robotics. Why did she Why do, cheat why do English, or whatever it was? On what it seemed to, to be
1: was an English exam. Like that's the only subject you don't have to revise for. Why are you like <laughs> you said that before? Though another subject that she was revising for French. was French. Like we, I did English, you did French at A yeah. level yeah yeah you don't revise those subjects if you need to revise those subjects you ain't getting into oxford with them
0: i would have thought that you still could revise for english like you know learn all the quotes that
1: learn what quotes
0: the quotes in your books and stuff is that not what you do in your english level exams
1: you don't need to oh man
0: grief acceptance and other themes
1: i can't believe like literally if you can argue um what's the word convincingly you can write any anything down you can literally write anything down as long as you can bs your way through to explain why you think the theme of sense and sensibility was futurism if you can do that you can get a mark for it what surely would... you don't need to sit down and go oh oh what was jane austen's emma no was it about
0: i don't know <laughs> Um, I know what it was about. Cargain
2: and Target.
0: <laughs> Yeah, That is right. That's what it was about, Summer's But You're right. Um, what were the themes of this week's Coronation Street, Gemma, our English graduate? What? What were the themes of this um, week's Coronation Street?
1: Loss, grief, yeah. milk, caramel. <laughs> caramel, uh, milk,
0: paint. I don't think that's the theme.
1: About um, uh, what, the, the theme Bullying. Of- Longing for the south coast, which I totally get. <laughs> as we live here, it is a
0: tropical paradise. I, I would say deception as well, there's a little bit of that this week as well.
1: Um, I'd say um, appearances can be deceptive because sometimes you look at Adam's hair and you think, what's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you look at it and you think, yeah, there's something wrong with it.
0: Adam's hair is like, Adam's hair I'm, like trying, I'm trying not to mention it, but you, you can't really not Adam's hair it, no. cannot
1: even commit to continu- continuity in one episode. Like, at the beginning of Friday's episode, it was like in a big quiffy wave. And then, like, halfway through, it's like, nope, curly.
0: <laughs> it's because they're allowed back in the makeup chairs at Coronation Street now, isn't it? They're not no, doing their own. The, the makeup people are going, oh, I'm going to work my magic. Look at this no. on Adam. Look at this on Gary. Look at this on David. They've all no. got these amazing whoofs.
1: No, that's being rude to the to the hair people, because I'm sure they can pick a style and stick to it, mm. but Adam's hair can't.
0: Yeah, it's untamed and wild. It isn't is, it? isn't
1: it? It's Heathcliff of hers.
0: <laughs> right, we need to get on with this. So our stories for this week, we are going to start off...
1: What was that? I'm just... I just
0: Mad at Adam's hair? mad that we have to talk about this East Coronation stream. Imran's well, dead still mad about Imran dead Imran wham bam dead Imran is going to be our first storyline this week then we've got the Bulimian Rhapsody story which I actually thought was kind of good up until I thought today's was a bit of rubbish but I, was, I, I admit and this is my confession mm. this week I kind of enjoyed the summer storyline um, this week I, I don't know it was
1: kind of like what's the word cathartic to watch it all fall down around her ears because mm. like yes you are rubbish at everything Summer <laughs> you, you don't know what you're doing and you're not going to Oxford yeah I
0: know
2: I prefer the old Summer
0: <laughs> yeah well you know we're not we're not getting her back So, and this one's not going to Oxford Summer's Robot so I think we have to just make do with New Summer now
1: I really I wanted you I know you've got your little well I know that Summer's Robot's here <laughs>
0: yeah Summer's Robot is actually here that's right affirmative
1: yes um, but only if only we could have um, so he's now called Addy in the room Sort of Ardy, which is what we call yeah, him. That, that's I'm something going sure that on funny him there. I'm pretty sure him Ardy, but anyway, his name. I is call Addy him now. Ardy,
0: but there are, there's a growing number of people that are calling him Addy, you're right, it's like the Yasmin situation, yeah, isn't yeah.
1: it? Yeah, yeah. If only Addy was in the studio now to say, shut up, Summer, which <laughs> I thought was the line of the week. <laughs> I
2: know.
0: And
1: also something about other people who've got problems too, or something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that. It's like, oh, we could, if, if, if I didn't think before this week started I could like Ardi even more than I do. He's than brilliant. I did before, but yeah, he is fantastic. And um, I think he should just let Aaron have her, to be honest. Um, up next, we we're going to talk about this is a new storyline story, line, Tor- Gemma. It was Frankie Goes to Tullywood, but it's it's now Tully and the Bully. That kind of rhymes.
1: Tully and the Bully. Yeah, if you say it in
0: the Northern accent, Tully and Bully. And we know. Then it, it definitely rhymes. Absolutely
1: impeccable.
0: Yeah, perfect. I'm amazing at Northern accents, as you know. That's All what people accents. say about this.
1: They, they say, when they listen to this podcast, they say, I don't understand why they do put on this weird Southern accent for most of it and then speak in a normal I can, voice. I can do Weatherfield, Twan. I can honestly
0: do Adam. Go on, then. Oh, I think Taya did it. What's she called him your... Ron. She confessed.
1: What's wrong with your hair, Adam?
0: Um, Maria did it. No, it's Kelly.
1: I think he's run out. I, <laughs> I wanted was...
0: for a free haircut.
1: I think it's because he's run out of iron. I hope that they understood him when they
0: went to the police station. <laughs> they, were, uh, they probably we had to change. To they probably had to change it so they couldn't use the normal interview tape. They had to use the Scotch tape.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> we need to stop. I, I'm sorry.
0: Next up, we have got Turner and Smooch, which is a story I'm, sure title. I'm quite pleased with, it. With, with. With Max Turner and his little. I'm sure that our Scottish listeners there.
1: understand it. It's all in good fun and love because I love
0: Scottish things. I even had haggis at Burns Night this year. The only
1: thing I don't like about Scotland is tablet. And I've said that before great. on this podcast. Haggis tablet nice. is a mockery of fudge. No. It's, it's fudge not. gone wrong and you can't convince me mm. otherwise. I think it's a joke. And um, they play on everybody. Oh, come and have our tablet. Yes. It's just like crumbly, disgusting fudge. It's nice. It's disgusting. It's delicious. No, it's horrible. Next
0: up, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Leo's home brew ha ha this is another one I'm quite pleased with, thank you and also the Kathy and Brian stuff's going to be in there as well Biz and Phil I don't have a storyline title no. for um, because I can't think of what to say for because they, they just snuck into this, this uh, tonight's episode but oh well Hello. thank you so much, Robot. I like that storyline title too. Right, Gemma, you wanted to, um, as part of your moving on and grieving process, be the one to take the lead on the Wham Bam Dead Imran story this evening, didn't you? So um, Summer's Robot and I will, will leave it to you.
1: Well, yeah, because I... Yeah, you're right. I think that Toya would want me to talk um, about Imran's death, to work through my grief.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: So I'm going to take the lead here. Do it. And I'll tell you what happened on Monday. Thank you. Now... Okay, so, on Monday, Toy's miserable, she's in the flat, she's got Leanne there, is it coincidence?
2: Like a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> a mare. Prostitute.
1: <laughs> well, I can't believe that. I don't even know why Are you talking to about Toya
0: there, Summer's right? Why robots? does it know
1: that word? It shouldn't say that. Okay, so, um, <laughs> it's, it's no coincidence that Toy is miserable while Leanne's around, but she's trying to help, isn't she? Yeah. Sarah comes up, um, and she's been crying. Um, and she.
0: Hang on a minute, you just blazed past that, Gemma. Sa- 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 I can't say that way. It is Cyra I think. Is I thought, it? Yes, I Toya it called Sarah. her. I know I called Sarah, her Sarah well. Sarah. She, she came back. I was not expecting to see Syrah back on the show. Like, I thought she was there last are... week. No. He was dead last week. This is the first time she came into it. Oh, sorry. Coronation Street, as we know, are not the God. best at bringing back grieving relatives or I'm helpful sorry, relatives like, really, or anything. Where's Janice and Les?
1: The first time that she came back this week was when she was in the street, but that's when she found out about yeah. Alfie. I'm yes. sorry. Guess what, everybody? What? Sarah comes back.
0: Hooray! She's
1: crying.
0: Yeah. What a mighty man.
1: I was right, Chuffed. She's Yeah, she's <laughs> crying. <'cause laughs> so her...
0: Summer's Robot was happy to see Sarah back as well.
1: Well, Summer's Robot's been around a long time watching the show from the background. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Batman.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Um, she, um, you're really putting me hot. off with
0: that. <laughs> Summer's Robot, stop giving Gemma the evil eye. I can
1: just see you in the corner with your finger hovering over, like, waiting for <laughs> me to say something. So that you can press the button to say, <laughs> boring. <No.
3: laughs> stop it, Summer's
0: okay, well, Robot listen. is doing
1: it himself. Okay, it, oh, so is Summer's Robot a boy? Yes, it's a boy, exactly. Why is it a boy robot? Surely, surely, um robots are (laughs) non-binary surely they live beyond I
0: think they do use the binary system they do yeah (laughs) yeah, that's right
1: if there's anything that's binary
2: it's
0: definitely robot if Summer's Robot as a boy does Summer's Robot have a name do you have a name Summer's Robot oh I think you just said the wrong thing (laughs) you meant to say (laughs) good Summer's You're robot is called Dirk, love. apparently. I'm, enjoy- I'm into... People are switching off this podcast in droves at the moment. This is all your fault, um, Summer. Um, no, Summer's robot. So you go, and go upstairs I... and listen to your tapes or something. Can I do... Yes.
1: So, um, yeah, so she's learned that her son is dead. So actually now she is the lone Habib, isn't she? Her, yes. Her, her husband died. Her daughter died. Now her son is dead. Actually, she's not the lone Habib be because she thinks, well, no, Alfie is her her grandchild. Yes. So Toya must be a bit jealous, really, of Sarah because, at the end of the day, she's always going to be related to Alfie. And here's a spoiler for everybody listening who thinks that it's going to turn out that Kevin is secretly the father of Alfie. Mm-hmm. The baby was cast specifically to be. Uh, Imran and yes. um, Abby's child. Yes. So,
2: just so you know. Amir, yeah. wash me pants.
1: <laughs>
0: Summer's robot is not surprised that is you do supposed that to one
1: up. say, Abby, wash my pants.
0: Um, yes, Abby wash my pants. Look, say it again, Summer's robot.
2: Amir, wash me pants. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Last week's dream talk was like our longest one ever. I've got a feeling this could be even worse. <laughs>
1: been doing today? I'm oh, sorry everybody. What have you been huffing? Hmm? Nothing, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh it's that fine was a life. very, that was a guilty reaction.
0: Nothing, I've not been doing anything, I'm just excited for this what weekend. It's doing? the soap awards this weekend. For the soap awards, it's amazing, don't you love the soap awards? No. Oh, okay. Affirmative. What's that? Boring. It's <laughs> 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 over, so I know. Alright,
1: okay, so, Sarah's stunned to meet her grandchild She's obviously not heard about this. <laughs> no. Can't believe. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> Just, I
0: think I'm in a giggly mood now. Oh, dear. Well,
1: it's a good job I'm doing this somber uh, topic, then, isn't it?
0: Yes. This is very serious. I'm sorry, Toya.
1: So she assumes, as anyone might do, I guess, who hasn't seen Coronation Street, that Toya's the mother of her husband's
0: child. Oh, that was sad. Um,
1: she won't. Toya won't even say that Alfie's not hers. And Sarah's like, "I'm so sorry. I want to make amends. I've been in touch with the new man." Um, I've been in
0: touch with Imran.
1: <laughs> I got this Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> right, so so she says, and uh, Toy's like, I, d- I don't know that we he wanted a um, a Muslim funeral because he wasn't a practicing Muslim, and so I says, okay, okay, but he was brought into this world as a Muslim, and Toy's like, I'm gonna make the arrangements, actually.
0: Um, no, 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 this note, sorry, my notes aren't clear here. Toya says, fine, you can make the arrangements at this point. Toya says, she Toya's can make like, the
1: arrangements. Thank you. Which is ambiguous as to who she is. <laughs>
0: she says, you can make the arrangements. You like, do it then, I'm not no. even
1: fussed.
0: <laughs> no, go on, scene three.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're judging me on like, how well I can read your cryptic notes and also how much I can it's give you an in for your robot. I mean, Summer's Robot.
0: What Summer's Robot?
1: Eileen and George. Are Summer's tra-
0: Robot is, is, is offlining at the moment, don't worry. Carry on.
1: Okay, <laughs> I shall. Eileen and George are trying to talk Todd down from leaping at Toya with funeral ideas because it looks a bit ghoulish, but he reminds them that if they want a Muslim funeral, they might not have long.
0: Yes, because in the Muslim in Islamic yeah. culture, you're supposed to get buried. Is it
1: buried? It's like right away.
0: Yeah. I, don't I, don't either, think you... is it, I can't remember which one it is, it's definitely one of them and not the other, I can't <laughs> remember, I'm very really sorry. But it's got to be within 24 hours, basically, yep. hasn't it? Yep, But who knows what that means in Weatherfield terms, I mean it could still be last Tuesday as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> one thing that we've realised this week is Coronation Street actually has no idea what day Imran died on, do they? Because we were convinced last podcast that it was Thursday the 2nd of June, weren't we, that it happened, because they had the CCTV footage no, it was, it was no. Sorry, it was Abby in the police station, and the little video recording said Thursday the second of June. On then after the recording finished, I thought, hang on a minute. They definitely said that they were going to go and see cousin Kirsty on Monday, and then to this week's episode on Monday, when Toya was shown the CCTV footage of the car crashing into the wall, the little timestamp on there said um, Wednesday. <laughs> so it literally happened over the course of about three days. It was
1: well. Can I just give Toya the good news then, because I've been watching the staircase. Mm-hmm to prepare myself for The Staircase, HBO. So i right. am watching Staircase, Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that if it's slightly confusing or doesn't make any sense, you can just have it thrown out as evidence in court. Oh, nice. Don't even have that it. as evidence because the dates are all wrong. <laughs> so it doesn't prove anything.
0: That's Maybe that's how they'll get out of it because Toya does look like she's in a bit of a corner at the moment, doesn't she? Technically,
1: this didn't actually happen.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, so you're gonna be like, your evidence didn't match up.
1: Um, you need to provide me with scripts with dates on them for me to be able to... <laughs> okay, so uh, Toya and Leanne go to a cafe, the cafe where they meet Adam and Sarah, who say, I'm very sorry about all the dead husband stuff. And she says, I'm doing a Muslim funeral. Um, And then Sarah sees Zidane in the street, and Gary's watching. Gary's arrived. Gary's there. Gary's involved.
0: Right, this is very interesting to me. It's it's one of these um times when everybody who happened to um, be to, something to do with the story. We are all kind of converging in the street at the same time. What a handy coincidence. Yeah, I know it was, wasn't it? Um, and Gary was there, so that means that um, Rana's death is still possibly going to be brought up in this. I really hope so. I'm still absolutely gutted well, the that, fact that Imran up... didn't find out about this. But yes, Gary is there, feeling guilty. Yeah. Looking ginger.
1: Um... You, when, the way that you replied to your Summer's Robot, it kind of reminds me of like the way somebody talks to a ventriloquist, dummy. Like, yes, that's right.
0: Well, of course. Summer's Robot has come along with us for today's podcast. You've got to involve it in the
1: conversation. You've got yeah? hand, your hand up its bum.
0: <laughs> no, I do not. It doesn't have a bum. <laughs> Affirmative. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... <laughs> okay. Honestly, Gary's Summer's watching. Robot, go away for the moment, please. Gary's watching
1: because Toya and Leanne and Toya are there. She's what you've
0: written. What have I said?
1: Toya, Leanne and Toya. Yeah. Um, Toya tries to talk Sarah down and Abby goes to Leanne and says, I'll take care of, of Alfie for a little bit. Um, yeah, because Sarah's like having a go at Zidane.
0: <laughs>
1: you don't laugh.
0: And Summer's Robot, that's up? Um oh god my god. Sorry, sorry, Summer's robot has gone now. Um it may be back later.
1: Right. Sarah's <laughs> having a go at Zidane because she blames the whole um Nazir family for the fact that Rana ever came to the street in the first place because Rana was looking for her friend who was Alia. Yes. So she came in as a young nurse. Looking for her friend Alia, and then from there she sort of dragged the rest of the Habibs into a vortex of misery and death.
0: Basically.
1: So I don't really know that it is Zidane and Alia's fault, but Sarah's. I think that maybe Sarah is just looking for someone
0: to blame at this point. If yeah. only she
1: knew that right. it was Toya's fault, she would be happy to blame her. Hmm. So. Toya's trying to talk her down and Abby comes over. I'll take Alfie. Then Sarah's like, who the hell is this woman? And Abby's like, well, I'm his mum. And Toya's like, oh, great.
0: This is how I wanted this to come out. She looked like she wanted another sinkhole to open right up underneath her and swallow a hole.
1: Abby says, I'm really sorry. I've been in touch with social services. They know Imran in Court and that he's dead. I'm sorry for your loss. Bye. <laughs> Sarah's forgiving of Toya for not telling her. And she says, oh, I blame myself.
0: Cyrus seems to have had a bit of, you know, character development since the last time we saw her. Because she was a bit of a nasty mum, wasn't she, before? I can't remember exactly...
1: She made um, Rana go on a cruise. What a bitch.
0: Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Good memory. Mm. Yeah, after Hassan died. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, she she was not accepted. Right, shall we just
1: quickly do a quick rundown of the Habib family? So... Um, what was his name? Hassan. Hassan and Sarah were the parents. Yes. Rana and Imran were the, the children. They were very not observant Muslims. The first time we saw Rana, she was like shagging around with this older bloke or some kind of businessman, wasn't she? That yeah, went nowhere. that went
0: nowhere. Now, I think that Zidane and Rana were relatively observant Imran. Muslims. Oh, Imran. Oh yeah, Zidane is different, isn't he? He's Zidane not the same family. Zidane is different. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: So, um, Rana start. Rana married... Zidane. Zidane. Then she had an affair with Kate mm-hmm. and discovered that she was a lesbian right before a house dropped on her head. I'm not sure if there's a link factory. there. Um, oh yeah, factory. Um, and before then though, when they found out that Rana was gay, Hassan and Sarah handled it so beautifully and were so understanding and accepting. <laughs> not really. They tried to they kidnap her and <laughs>
0: take her to Pakistan.
1: That's right. And then um, Hassan died... Um, not before. On his
0: birthday.
1: Um, Sarah insisted that Rana tell him on his deathbed in hospital that she definitely wasn't gay after it was all just a big misunderstanding. Uh-huh. And honestly, I went to an all girls school, it happens all the time. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and then after uh, Rana died. Um, did, did Imran just kind of disown them and say, this is all kind of your fault? I can't remember. They didn't part well. No, I can't And now remember. Sarah's come back.
0: I think basically that.
1: But they kind of, yeah, they, they haven't spoken to each other for a long time.
0: No, which was all really gutting when Toya was like, oh, this is your granddaughter and everything, grandson, sorry. I felt really bad for Sarah, despite Hello! her being a raging cow. Uh, but no, it was nice to see that she'd, she'd turned a leaf.
1: And she's saying, oh, you don't have to have a Muslim funeral if you don't want to and so on, just call me when you know
0: (laughs) 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 if anybody has been listening to the podcast long enough and has got a memory like an elephant you will know that sara saying call me is absolutely hilarious to 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 us Mm -hmm. you write in and tell us why yeah that'll prove how great fans of this podcast you are
1: sara goes off and gary comes over and tells toya that he's sorry for her loss but then she gets arrested for causing death by dangerous driving and everybody's sympathy immediately runs out.
2: <laughs>
3: she
1: leaves Alfie with Leanne and Adam says, Don't worry <laughs> I've got What does he say? That? <laughs> um no <laughs> it's not fair on on anybody. Social services lady comes down the flat and by law they have to take Alfie into emergency foster oh my care. God, that was and tragic. Leanne was great. Leanne was just a lioness a lioness this week. I loved her. I know a lot of people really hate...
0: <laughs> You're never gonna let it drop, Summer's Robot. A lot
1: of people why did you program that in?
0: Because I knew that we'd be talking about Leanne on the podcast and I thought that Summer's <laughs> Robot might want to have something to say you about it. It shouldn't
1: her. say that, it should say sex worker escort oh, so leanne or lady of the night lady of the night
0: <laughs> summer's robot is old school
1: summer's robot is not politically correct
0: not exactly totally not politically oh, correct God. we're gonna get like one star
1: reviews <laughs> summer's robots getting one star reviews not me and i'm not involved in this yes. so leanne was great like i said she was a proper battersby spirit she was defending her sister all the way up almost at the very end when she started to waver a little bit but she was totally in toy's corner she is do or die for her sister i absolutely loved it um and she was like you're not taking alfie with you
2: what i'm
0: already
1: yes you're not taking <laughs>
0: oh god <laughs> I'm I
1: didn't really do that. summer's
0: robot go away
1: right she okay, was gone now shut up my god Ugh. right Leanne won't let Alfie be taken into care, but she has to eventually because it's the law. Nick comes around and he has to try and cal- calm Leanne down, and um, Le- the lady's like, "Sorry, I know you're being protective, but you ha- you don't have responsibility. It's as simple as that." I'm, this is to like take. totally
0: tragic. I, I'm really loving this storyline still, and the fact that everybody's suspecting Toy just makes me even more confident the fact that she's absolutely fine. So I'm I'm loving the drama, and I'm just wallowing in the in the sheer misery of it all because i know it's going to be okay in the end yes I... it is everybody that's what i'm telling myself
1: um fine are you done yes leanne realizes that she's lost and she has to give alfie to Emergency's foster care then we see adam with toya in the interview room and they've got CCTV. but cctv footage of this crash and Toya starts to look a bit worried um and she's like oh just so you know i don't remember what happened (laughs) looking very dodgy and the clip is very very um, restrictive it literally just shows the
0: it shows the back of the the car the rear of the car
1: driving quickly into the brick wall it doesn't show why the car was doing that it doesn't show anybody inside the car it doesn't show any kind of context beyond in maybe like three or four car lengths In total, of what the you know, how, yeah, yeah,
0: so when they said we've got CCTV footage to show, I was like, Oh my gosh, the dream is over, it's going to show her with one of these burning, fiery eyes and manically laughing as she tries smash bang into the scaffolding. But then they showed this, and it was like, Thank goodness if they if they want there's absolutely no way whatsoever that she did this on purpose now thank you very much because if there had been evidence they would have shown it so this was brilliant for me I loved it and tell you what Georgia Taylor's acting her reaction to that was just she's brilliant she's so great she just like crumbled she oh no. did I mean Sally Carman eat your heart out because no, that don't. Was a brilliant reaction. Just she was she was looking nervous as she was watching it. I think they played a little clip of her doing the oh, what did she say? Um, I hate you with all my heart. Um, and and then just yeah, utterly yeah, burst into tears immediately. It was brilliant acting. I loved it. That's what I have to say about that. Over to you, Gemma.
1: Um,
0: with there in the notes so she sees
1: it, she cries she says I don't remember that I loved Imran, I would not do anything to hurt him, she gets let out she goes to the bistro and she realises that Alfie's gone, he's been taken by somebody, so she tells the Anne that she wants to go away, she wants to get some get, get away from everyone and the answer says no you, it's going to look really suspicious if you leave you've got to stay here and I'll support you then Adam tells Sarah what's happened and she says how are you doing? Are you okay? And he's like, not many people ask me if I'm okay, but thank just
0: you. Speak and yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Of um, course, you
0: would have been programmed to say that, a robot.
1: Um, he's struggling with Imran's death actually, and so Sarah supports him. But in what? What is she gonna do?
0: She's gonna go there, there, Emma darling. You'll yeah. be okay. Be, it's all right, I'm, just my gonna, I'm just gonna lie down all sexy with my legs in the air on the sofa <laughs> like before. Let's Nobody try for wants another bear to hear
1: bit. about that. Thank you very much. <laughs> So later on, Leanne gets a message from Toya saying, I've already left, I've gone to stay at Kirsty's and I'm never coming back.
0: Yes, and that's the final scene on Monday's episode, isn't it? Her driving off in the back of the taxi. And I thought, no, does this mean we're going to... Georgia Taylor hasn't been working hard enough to go on a Weatherfield Wayfarer break. Thank you very much. We need to see her like every single episode for the next six months. Thank you very much. Fortunately, we did. Because Wednesday there was a bit of a twist, wasn't there, towards the end. Back to Wednesday, Gemma. What's going on?
1: people are talking and gossiping about about Toya and uh, Nick and uh, Leanne are worried because she hasn't shown up at Kirsty's. <laughs> we
0: totally missed this when we were watching yesterday didn't we? There was this little scene where Nick and Toya were talking and walking down the street and I was like what are they saying? Oh they're probably not saying anything important here because sometimes at the beginning of the episodes they just do just general do a recap. what did you have for breakfast two slices of toast and a pot of tea but they were actually giving some quite crucial to the plot information that Toya hasn't turned up at Kirsty's and to be fair they I think they probably mentioned it a couple of times throughout the episode but because I didn't hear that I just blocked it all out so at the very end of the episode it's like wow it's an amazing twist. she's not at Kirstie's after all but if you'd have been paying attention to everybody unlike us you'd have known that straight away but anyway never mind um, it just means that Bernie's going to have to give her vegetable lasagna did she even make veggie lasagna for uh, for Toya in the end I can't remember but they had a little conversation about it didn't they Leanne says, it's okay, don't worry about it. And then she just loses her rag again. Sorry, I'm taking over from you at the moment. She says, actually, Bernie, um, the toys are her cousins. So, bleh. Um, Adam is, is walking past and listening on with interest. So, so I'll pass back on to you. What happened next?
1: Well, I thought they were just worried because Nick and Leanne are like, do you think she's just driven into another brick wall?
0: Because she's got could, form could for have it been. Now. She has, yeah. So for being a terrible driver. Did you
1: say Adam's listening?
0: Yes, I did say that. Peter
1: and Adam chat about Toya and Speed Doll and Peter's like, no way, she wouldn't have done that. And Adam's like, I think she might have done. Also, just so you know, um, I'm not actually her brief. I'm just uh, sort of helping her out at the moment because he's starting to get a bit doubtful about what actually really happened.
3: Mm.
1: And so Adam's listening in and he phones someone and it, it turns out it's Alia? I guess. Yes, He talks slightly about what he overheard and she says, oh, I don't believe, don't believe that. Toya would never do that. And then Zidane says that Sarah blames them for Imran's death. And he's like, look, we need to blame, we need to pin this on somebody else because it definitely wasn't me. It was, it was Toya because she drove into a wall and um, the fact that she's left now looks very suspicious as if it wasn't her that did it. So then Alia, goes this, this whole thing was just like, oh, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Until it gets back to Leanne. So Alia goes to the bistro to talk to Leanne, who gets very defensive, very foldy army, very shouty, very, uh, yeah, well, thanks for nothing sort of thing. Um, and uh, she says, well, none of your business. You don't need to know anything. There's nothing more to know. And she orders her out. Then Leanne goes, have, has a go at Adam in the street for running his mouth about Toya and she says we don't need people like you making things worse for her and he says that she can't blame him for wanting to know the truth because suddenly he's decided now Imran's dead he actually quite liked having him around to sort of make his tea and do all the boring paperwork. Peter comes into the conversation and Leanne immediately thinks that Peter's been slagging her, slagging Toya off as well. And she drops off, says, I'll flaming kill him. Which is quite ironic because that's what Adam says that Toya said about Imran. But maybe you just These batters,
0: just, you know, make death threats, don't they? They just. Yeah.
1: Peter tells Leanne that they were just talking about um, the fact that Imran had rewritten his will and. Um, Toya's not all about money, so she wouldn't mind. She knows that now she's, they've had a kid, or Imran's had a kid then. You need to rewrite your will and stuff. And Leanne says, um, listen, I know that you said that when kids get involved, Toya can go a bit loony. And I <laughs> think that's very unfair. <laughs> He's like, are you, are you sure? Because is it not? bit accurate and she's like no never definitely not we
0: have like five years worth of evidence towards this i think you might be onto something there
1: peter admits that maybe he might have mentioned something because of susie maybe you know he might still resent her what
0: that baby what toya stole from eva
1: he says that toya would have done anything to get hold of of that baby and uh she must have been in a state about the whole alfie situation maybe she shouldn't have been driving And Leanne says, Toya would never have taken a father away from her son, his son. And Mm -hmm. now, Peter should shut up.
0: Yes. Shut up, Peter. Shut up, Peter.
1: Shut up, Summer. Shut up, Peter. Yes. Etc.
0: Yes. I agree. Shut up, Michael. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Well done, Summer's robot. You're really on the ball I'm glad
1: that you keep saying it's Summer's robot that says that, because I can do a really good robot voice as well. Go on, then. Okay. (laughs) I can do a oh, It's
0: almost can you do a robot Scottish voice? Can you combine the two?
1: I <laughs> <laughs> Leanne is looking worried at the back of the bistro, but she tries to make out to Nick that she's okay. All of these lingering doubts are getting in her mind mm-hmm. and she's starting to think, yeah, actually Toyo does go a bit crazy when you wave a baby in her face. I remember that they used to say that she had baby rabies on that podcast that talks about her sometimes. <laughs> So um, the final scene. Hang on, no, you've moved it down.
0: Sorry, sorry, I'm, um, I'm note fiddling.
1: So when the bistro shut, Nick talks to her, and and she's like, "I'm starting to worry about this." Um, What she did do on purpose? What if she wanted to punish Imran or harm herself or do both at the same time? What? Um, and then the final scene is when we discover where Toya actually is, and she's not with cousin Kirsty. He's still waiting for them to arrive, going. Well, I've,
0: I've defrosted the veggie lasagna again. I can't just, like, just freeze it again.
1: Mum, I think I should put the cling film back on this, these cucumber sandwiches because this is like the third day in a row <laughs> that they said they'd come.
0: Does Kirsty live with her mum, does she?
1: Kirsty and her mum, yeah.
0: And, and whose brother or sister is this? Um, Janice's or Les's?
1: It's Janice and Les's um, friend from prison. Who they call Auntie oh, Monica, see. whose daughter is Kirsty.
2: Right, I get it. That yeah, makes total you know sense. that's why Kirsty Monica's kids. Kirsty and all yeah. these years. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, she's crying. Toya is at home in the flat, alone by herself. Nobody in her bed. Nobody in the crib. Just her on the sofa, getting oh, her tears gosh, all over it. her beautiful Sophology Bloody sofa, loved it. which she bought because she loves that. Uh, and in a bonham car. And in a bonham car, <laughs> and she likes the tea thing in the advert and now she's thinking well I don't even like this colour Imran picked it <laughs> and now he's dead and I've still got to pay 125 25 a week for the next three years <laughs> <laughs> on Friday Simon comes over to see Summer and offer his condolences.
0: No not Summer Kelly that's definitely my fault. On
1: <laughs> Simon's like Summer I'm really sorry about Imran she's like yes that's why that's why I cheated Imran's died I'm sad about it
0: I prefer the old Summer. You, not Kelly. No, I agree. Yes,
1: Summer.
2: Simon comes over to now. Kelly I'm just
0: and getting, says, I'm sorry confused. about
1: Inran, because he was briefly your foster dad. She's collecting more fathers. She's in a competition with Summer. Yes. The three dad solution is not helping anybody, is it?
0: No, no. No,
1: it's not. Um... Conversation gets to Leanne about how she's doing looking after Toya, and he lets it slip to Kelly that Toya has run off somewhere and nobody knows where she is. Then we get George trying to talk to Leanne about the funeral because she wants Toya to make some decisions and she's like, look, you're gonna have to wait because um just do what you want because she's not here or I can't get hold of her. Kelly catches up with her and Leanne says look I'm not in the mood to talk to you horrible snitch and Kelly says, Can I please come to the funeral? And she's like, fine, whatever, as long as you've got some black socks. Kelly asks Adam if she can get the key to 19A Rosamond Street... No, Victoria Street. 17A Victoria Street. No, that's a different place. Um, (laughs) Kelly asks Adam for the key to the flat so she can get a photo of her and Imran together. And I did have a Google, and the only ones I can find are pictures of them in court together. So it must be a different one that she's talking about. And so he gives her the key. They get talking about Toya. And he's fascinated to discover that Toya's gone AWOL. And Kelly also talks about the fact that she doesn't believe that Toya would kill Imran on purpose. Yes, totally. Sarah's chatting with Adam in the cafe later. And he says he's pretty sure that Imran has spoiled the chances of keeping... What does that mean?
0: Um... I don't remember. Sarah. He's pretty
1: sure that Imran has spoiled mm. the chances of keeping Alfie. Alfie. Whatever. Yeah.
3: He, mm. I, mm. Sarah says I don't that doesn't remember. prove
1: anything. He says Sorry. it gives Toya a motive. Oh, I see. He's saying that Imran admitting he lied in court means that they probably wouldn't have been able to keep Alfie. And so that might be why yes. Toya killed him.
0: I think that's right. I think that's right. Affirmative. Oh, uh, yeah, Summer's robot agrees too.
1: And he says the police Must know, be right. The police robots robots should don't know make mistakes. that Toya would have killed him for this reason. Meanwhile, Kelly lets herself into the flat and sees Toya on the sofa. And Toya's like, What are you doing here? And Kelly's like, What are you doing here? And Toya says, No, Kelly says, You're doing a.
0: You're doing a Leanne.
1: And and you're doing a Leanne, and Toya says, <laughs> I'm not, I'm doing a Tina because I've been watching the show for longer than that. And actually, <laughs> Tina did this, and then Graham had to come and coax her out.
0: Yes, good man. So, Leanne, um, Toya actually did say, I borrowed the idea off my sister, didn't she? Did she did, she said, Oh, yeah, I got the idea when Leanne held herself away for months before, after Ollie died, but I don't think I can live that long, to be honest. Because can you live ima- that long? I, no, sorry, I don't think I can live on my own that long. Because I the think... amount of vegetable lasagna I've just been eating constantly means I need to open some windows and doors every now oh and then. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> they would know if I was, hold, I was holding somewhere because they'd be like, you know what, That flat for an empty flat, there's so many delivery and just eat people going in and out of that, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't understand.
0: I it was a master chef.
1: Is she? Yes. yes. Toya lets her take the picture. She's like, go on then, take as many as you like. I, I don't really like him running. No, I no, him.
0: she's she's saying she can't better. She she no, she doesn't say that. She says um, I just can't really look at photos of him at the moment. I Me think too. It's beca- Me too. I think it, she, she's obviously like every time she sees a photo of him, she's thinking, did I kill him? Because. Although we know that she definitely had a flashback memory of the whole car conversation because we saw that last Friday. She can defi- she definitely remembered the I hate you with all my heart because they played a clip of it. She does not know what happened in the moments leading up to the crash, does she? So, um... Oh, God, just imagine being tortured with that. The, the thought that you probably killed your darling husband but you don't really, really know. But that's the only explanation.
1: Oh, no. I couldn't live with Miss Alpha I couldn't cope if that was me... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Where am I? Where's the note? Where am I in the notes? Yeah,
0: you, 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 you're the round here with the photos, isn't she? Mm,
1: take the picture. I don't care. Kelly says... Um...
0: Yeah, Ke- Kelly kind of... surprising, considering that last week Toy was saying what a massive snitch and a bitch you are, Kelly. She, They ended up having quite a civil yeah, conversation, told her, didn't
1: What, they? the police, the
0: truth? No, Ke- Kelly told the police about Imran... Um, lying in court, didn't she, last week? Oh,
1: she's like, well, you did the right thing. And Kelly says, look, if you stand up here, you're going to look really suspicious. People are on your side you care about you. You shouldn't shut yourself away. So Kelly makes her come to the bistro because, thank Kelly, such a perfect, wonderful, brilliant <laughs> and beautiful child. Um, she's reuniting the Battersby sisters. It was really nice as well because... Um, like Toya's on the phone trying to sort something out, and then they come in, and as soon as Leanne sees Toya, she's like, "Oh my god!" and she runs over and she gives her a hug. Um, I just love the Baysbee sisters so much.
0: Moi aussi.
1: Toya's determined that she's going to help with the funeral prep, and then probably gets on the phone to George, and she's like, "No, I don't know what hymn. No, I don't know what flowers. Mm. No, I don't know what colour I don't handles." Think they're going to be having
0: any hymns there somehow.
1: I don't know. She might have gone, look, go full Catholic. I don't care how much it costs. Get <laughs> Just the really
0: rub Cyrus' nose in it. Get the Pope in here. <laughs>
1: Kelly thinks Toya will be okay now, but Leanne's not so sure. Later, Kelly sees Adam and tells him about Toya in the flat and he's like, hmm, very interesting. Then Toya and Leanne share a cup of tea in the flat and Toya's like, by the way, did I tell you, you remember Elsie, she's not coming in the show anymore. Your adoption's off.
0: Oh, that sucks. I was kind of, I'd been led to believe that Elsie was coming back Why into would the you show let, let because you... the script said a few when? weeks, a few weeks ago, when yeah, Tola I... said, "I'm going to watch the Jubilee with Elsie." By the way, we had given up all hope of this group. Pre- like Monday's episode, the flags were down, weren't they? Yeah. And we were wondering, like, because of the weird time jumping and everything, will they still be able to celebrate the Jubilee on Coronation Street? The answer is no. No. They didn't. But no, Elsie, I, I did think that maybe that would be the the silver lining on all this that maybe Toya and the Consolation
1: child. Yeah, exactly. The consolation
0: child. (laughs) They could eat consolation lasagna from Bernie together. Oh. Um, But no. I I mean, it still could happen because uh, the the, the thought of Toya... Coming out the end of the story with no Alfie and no Elsie. Just... It will
1: please many people on Twitter, but certainly not
2: us. I tell you,
0: I haven't seen what Twitter has been thinking of Toya this week. Well, I haven't looked. The fact that they've not been, you know, raging, blaming her for things. they just gonna get gives mad me when hope. it turns out it was. We haven't done that, any polls it. this week.
1: No, I haven't been bothered. <laughs> um You don't wanna know the truth. <laughs> no, I don't I can't handle the truth. Elsie has like been Told she's going somewhere, and then had it called off so often now she's just got a go back next to the door like she's waiting for the zombie apocalypse.
2: <laughs>
1: so um, Toya says I need some. I needed some time alone. Um, I I just need to get through Monday, which I guess is the funeral. But when is Monday? Is it Monday or is it?
0: Don't think about it too hard. The
1: episode ends with Adam telling the detective.
0: Yeah, this is when he's in the police room, isn't it? Goes
1: to the police station like a massive grass and he tells them that Toya said she'd kill him, Ran, if she found out he was lying again. What a load of
0: barbings. Exactly.
1: Terrible. Adam... What a sneaky Massive little Massive sneaky snake.
0: snitch. She's like, well, I was just doing my pointy finger in the, in the trailer and you said that I didn't appear last week. Well, he certainly made up for it this week, doesn't he?
1: Well, this was an interesting um, point because the trailer for this week, which last we week. got made fun of for um, going over with a fine tooth comb, but I want to point out that one of the things we did think, talk about was the fact that Adam was sort of admonishing somebody with his finger, like his wife likes to do, and it, it, up until this week, he had nothing really so much mm. to do and certainly no finger wagging. And now we've discovered that the reason why he was waggling his finger is because he's a bit mad at Toya because she drove in, ran into a wall and he still has loads of paperwork to do.
0: Yes. I think that I don't really buy Adam's um, suspicion of over Toya. I kind of get... I, I And I did actually really enjoy seeing the news kind of spreading around the street on Monday's episode and seeing, you know, these people having a bit of a gossip and then in the other stories people would bring Toya up and everything and some people are like saying, oh, well, she has a bit of a nutcase, isn't she? But I, d- I, I think that it feels like it's too um, plot-centric, what's the word, plot-driven, having Adam being the one that suspects her. I, I don't think I don't think he would. You know, he's he's got his heart set on this, hasn't he? Um, and I think that he, he doesn't have enough motive. And he was speaking, you know, to the police officer in the end of the episode saying, well, you know, that's the motive. Well, that's actually she got to have done it. But I don't... Do you think... Do you, or do you think that it fits his personality and his relationship with those characters to immediately um, do that, to say that about Toya? I don't know. It feels like... No, it, it just feels to me like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting story if this happened, rather than, well, clearly Adam is going to suspect Toya. And I know that Adam and Toya didn't have much of a relationship before, apart from that brief snoggeroo a couple of months ago. I, I, I didn't buy well, it. I just
1: think that probably Adam maybe considers himself to be the only person left who is a strong advocate for Imran, because, you know, He's the closest person left. Sarah's kind of estranged. She doesn't know the full story. Toys his wife. She probably killed him. Leanne's on her side. Everybody else doesn't know enough. It doesn't know him well enough to, to be the advocate. So it kind of has fallen to him really. And I honestly don't think that this would be evidence because as I am now an expert on the law because I've seen the staircase, I know. And also if this was a Johnny Depp trial, the guy would say, I mean, the detective would say, objection, hearsay.
0: She did actually say hearsay, didn't she? Or she said something along those lines. I think she was lines. just going
1: through her, her, um, her playlist. <laughs> her playlist
0: always Kim martial over. like,
1: hearsay, ask Club 7, <laughs> oh, all the
0: good Scooch. bands. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 the, the, the detective did say, oh, I don't know, uh, that, that's... They can't, you know, people say that, don't they? And they do, I'm going to kill you, especially on a soap. It's like, I'm never going to speak to you again. Don't don't really put any weight in that. Um, but he, he seemed quite convinced. that OK, I mean, maybe it will make an interesting story. And I don't really, really like Adam as a character. So to have him as the villain in this piece, fair do's. Interesting, I thought, that Abby's um, role in the story has gone right off a cliff, hasn't it? She was barely in it this week. She was there for the purposes of telling Syra that um, baby Alfie was hers and not Toya's. But it's been it's been interesting seeing literally no Abby.
1: It was really it was quite funny because it was it's been so Abby centric and she was such an important part of the week when Imran died. Mm.
0: I guess her time will come, won't it? I mean, I'm kind of imagining that Abby is also going to be pro Toya. I think that that's that's where the you know the storyline is naturally going to lead because they were enemies or they were friends and then they were enemies and I think maybe Abby's going to come up with some sort of evidence that Toya didn't do it.
1: Well the thing is I reckon that okay so so Alfie's been taken into foster care now mm-hmm. emergency foster care and the only person who can realistically get custody of him now that makes any logical sense is Abby, so maybe Toya will kind of like join forces with Abby to raise Alfie yeah. in some kind of um asexual woman only uh vegetable lasagna eating commune based in Weatherfield
0: you might be maybe right. they're
1: gonna go up a a tree in the red wreck with their. Um, She's got four blankets and chain themselves to a tree with Alfie until they get custody. That's what I would do. I think that's a really good idea. Mm,
0: mm. Um, so uh, any any further theories from you about this car no, crash? No, that's it. Oh no, no, just the fact. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no more to say. No, no more, more to say about that
1: theory because that obviously makes real sense.
0: Do you? Do you, are you kind of singing from the same hymn sheet as me? As in. Absolutely no way did Toya do this on Excuse purpose. Excuse me,
1: are you trying to rewrite history here? I
0: know that you said that last week, I. said so this from I. the very beginning. I know, so did I. I mean, I was all going down the poisoning route last week, and I don't think that that can have happened, because there's not been any autopsy or anything exactly that shows that happened. there was anything dodgy in Toya or in Man's body. I know
1: exactly what happened.
0: I, that would have been a good one, that would have been good. What?
1: Ben did it. Ben was in the back car, and he was trying to... Um, make Imran and Toya pull over because he wanted to tell them off because he Imran's gone to tell everybody that Ben and Imran lied in court and now Ben's career of being a drug taking helper lawyer paralegal lawyer for ghosts is almost (laughs) over so he's like pull over pull over and he was racing with them and then Toya got distracted and crashed into a wall and it's Ben's fault. I, I,
0: I kind of will, will think that that works, but it still did seem like there was a good stretch of road. When we saw the crash from from the front, there was a very good stretch of road that was pretty much empty that they drove down. So I'm still thinking where would... Like... I'm not saying that you're wrong, but...
1: Well, that would be a mistake, wouldn't it, because I drove into a walk. <laughs> Just as the trailer for the, sh- the week was slightly misleading, I'm also going to say, I believe... That we have had a few little porky pie misleading Mm. bits that if you were to go back and watch it and go, you would say, that actually didn't happen that way that you said it happened, but I guess I'm going to have to accept that that's the truth. Kind of like, a bit like what happened with when Kelly kicked Seb to death and then they changed the story and they made it so that she definitely, definitely didn't do it because her trainers didn't have blood on them.
0: We didn't see her kick him to death, but we definitely did see... A good five seconds of Seb being kicked, and absolutely no reaction from Kelly was heard. But anyway, I've, but I've got an to angel. get over that because yeah, she is a redeemed saint. Um, so Toya going on the run and hiding away. Do you, do you do you agree that that kind of makes her look a little bit more guilty?
1: I don't know because I'd be the same. I'd be like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. I you don't, totally would, wouldn't you? I don't be want locking you to talk away. to me. I don't want any sympathy. I don't want anyone to say sorry. I don't want to talk to you. I just want to eat KFC from this bucket that the delivery man has brought for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think probably Leanne, with just being just how defensive she was of Toya, probably made her look just a tad worse. It was like I you're know. covering for something there, Leanne. I
1: think she was brilliant would you you just love to have leanne on your side
0: <sighs> i think well i mean i wouldn't want Narava as my enemy i'll tell you that
1: exactly yeah keep her close that's what i say i
0: i i, I just really love that she is part of the story yes, in a too. in an important way and it is not her story yeah, i can't remember the last time that leanne was, was not, not, not the, yeah was the support for a story and not like the lead and um well, that's okay yeah no it is, it is it's great because I, I I do like and I mean this is the the big three sixty not three sixty one eighty on the podcast, isn't it because um, yeah, back in the early days, absolutely despised the woman, but um, I do like her, and it's not just because I'm scared of her. I
1: just find her such an interesting character. I really appreciate a woman who is not out to care about whether um you like her or not, and I think that oh, people get really challenged by <clears throat> by that, and you can tell by the reaction on Twitter, um people do not like a woman. Who stands up for herself and doesn't care whether you like it or not? We really, really, as a society, don't like that. If if, if Leanne was walking around going, Oh, I'm so really sorry, but do you mind if you don't say my sister's a murderer? I'm so really sorry, she didn't mean to do it. all. she did. Oh, she's so sad. Like, you know, maybe people wouldn't mind, but because she's getting around going, Ah, uh, excuse me, keep your, keep Sister's name out of out your mouth. Keep mm. My sister's name out of your mouth. She's <laughs> you, you what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love that I think it's she's the, great. the two sisters She's so un- unapologi-
1: unapologetically bitchy. Mm. Love it so much. Yeah.
0: I also enjoyed that they brought Peter back into it for a little bit as well, you know, being Toya's ex squeeze. I was going to well.
1: say, news alert, in case people haven't been listening and um, watching Coronation Street for that long. Peter and Toya when Toya returned to the show like five years ago she was secretly shagging Peter on the side yes and um that's why they ended up
2: shagging and shagging
1: yes (laughs) that's why they ended up in charge of the rovers
0: yes that's the story for another day When when we reflect back on on five years ago um, but that no, good, good week. I loved right. all of this. I was very a lot of worried.
1: Promising it's re- it
0: really, really is. Is
1: Gary gonna confess about Rana? Why is Sarah here? What's going to happen at the funeral? I was How- disappointed
0: that Sarah didn't stay, um, and I think maybe the Gary thing was possibly just put there. I don't know, was it just to appease the people who they knew would be kind of kind crying, what about Rana, and now it gets dropped again? I don't, I don't is know. Is it but... a
1: happy coincidence that Kelly is linking all these characters together, or is it just like the writers went, oh, that's quite helpful, actually. We can use that for this <laughs> storyline. <laughs> because she is. She's, she's linking all these characters together now. She could be the kind of the crowbar that finally busts this story wide open. Mm. But I'm not going to hold my breath.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. Um, Shall we move on to the next story? What do you think?
2: Let's move on to the next story.
0: Okay, Summer's Robot thinks it's time. I'm going to
2: do this We need
0: to... You're going to do what? I'm going to... Stop it! Right, so we are on to the summer story now. Everybody loves (laughs) summer. No, it wasn't boring. Summer's robot. You must just because you, just because you've been put into a cupboard somewhere doesn't mean shut up, Michael. Boring. Stop it. Summer's robot, please. It's not funny. I want to talk about this story because honestly, I did kind of quite like it.
2: Let's um, move on to the next story
0: <laughs> No, we're talking about this story, Summer's Robot. Monday, we got the exams did back.
2: You know wants to go to
0: yes, well, she did on Monday, Summer's Robot. Summer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is quite fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hell <or> hell.
0: <laughs> Summer's Robot, what has Shut got into me. you? What have you just been doing to give you this much energy and sass? <laughs>
1: I don't think anyone can understand what it's saying.
0: Haggan and Jaggan, I thought that you were maybe doing something else.
1: What could I be saying?
2: <laughs> that, oh. <is>
0: not
2: it. <laughs>
1: that was definitely Summer's robot. <laughs> that was Summer's
0: robot. she up. Was... <laughs> right, come on. People are turning off in droves. This is like the Raspberry episode all over again.
2: Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Half term is over. (laughs) Summer's robot has run out of battery. Go and charge yourself up for a little bit. Um, She's got her exams this week. She's just got her English one left, hasn't she? And the problem is she had a bit of a whoopsie-daisy last time she had another... uh, 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 Which exam was it? It wasn't a French exam, was it? the other subject that she did and now she's like saying well if i take this english exam then they might say that i'm kind of okay and then i'm not going to get extra extra sympathy marks of the other exam but maybe if i don't take this exam now they might find that i'm just being a complete um, chicken and they won't pass me on either of them oh what's to do what's to do i am feeling better after all um, so We also get a lot of Paul and Todd this week, don't we? Two thirds of the dad trio. And Paul's telling Todd that some are still thinking of doing the exam, but he thinks it's too soon after coming out of hospital. Here's a story for you that I heard today. I was talking to um, one of my colleagues at work, and um, she said that she knew somebody who was doing their A-levels just the other week, who was also trying to get into Oxford, and he was sick in the middle of the exam.
1: Did he Was he sick on his paper?
0: I don't know, I didn't ask for that, that much detail.
1: What a stupid thing, what, you just let all that interesting gossip go to waste?
0: Um, I, I yeah, I guess so. I was too busy just to say, alright, stop talking, this happened in Coronation Street. I literally told her that. What?
1: So you, you interrupted somebody's real life story about something that genuinely happened to a real life person that we could have used on this thing, on this podcast, to what? tell them about Summer Spellman's fictional escapades. No, no, because
0: she was saying, I don't know whether they're going to be able to resit it. And I was saying that they probably will because this is happening in Coronation Street, which is 100% based in true fact in real life. I think that they probably have got procedures for if people are sick in the middle of their A-levels.
1: So you went, so you told them all about this to reassure them? Yeah. And I say, it won't be as
0: bad as this, I'm sure.
1: Also, you can run your husband into a war.
0: You can't get away with it, though.
1: You might be able to. I'm keeping my eyes peeled.
0: Anyway, um, we got Summer and Aaron going for chips over lunch break. Um well, nothing really happened. glad you wrote that down. Da. I know, that was key scene, scene of the week. <laughs> um, and then she goes home later and Paul's there. And he says, yes, me and Todd have been talking about you and we'll never stop caring about you. They need to get another hobby, these guys, don't they? need they? to get a
1: dog or a cat or something.
0: Yeah, totally. Or a hamster. It's like... They have got no personality outside the Guardians of Summer now. Most people have got two parents. Some, unfortunates have got one or none. You don't need three. Can one of them please just do one and get a life? Especially, I don't mind if Paul takes on the role of Summer's caretaker because I don't... I'm not really that keen on the character of Paul, and maybe he hasn't got that much more going for him. But Todd can be so much more than just a guardian to Summer. Um, anyway, although we did thought... have that cool funeral stuff this week, I suppose. That's cooler, kind of yeah. funny. Well, the funny funeral stuff this week.
1: Funny funeral, yes. What um, funny funeral? Oh no, just
0: where it was where he uh, there were Eileen and that were accusing him of being ghoulish by trying to oh, yeah. get him run in the ground asap. Anyway,
1: Paul does have a hobby. It's googling um, videos of how to repair kitchen cabinet doors.
0: Um, yes, he does, hasn't he?
1: And he's in a club with Craig who Googles how to fix the plumbing of somebody's flat you've just broken into who your girlfriend murdered. Well, they
0: need to go and fix the plumbing at the people referral unit because they've had a, bas- a burst gas pipe again, haven't they? Also- it was water main. Oh, I don't know. It was one of the, one of the two. I think possibly those but Max was supposed to have been making that up because we did see Shona and uh, David going, oh yeah, burst pipe or whatever. That's I think a likely that was story, Corey
1: but... sort of making fun of itself. It
0: is kind of... It is a bit of a trope, isn't it, on Coronation Street, at least once a year, school is inexplicably closed because of a, well it's not inexplicably, inexplicably, I suppose it's very much explicably, school is closed because of a burst pipe. Something going on with the plumbing in Weatherfield, I think that they need to deal with that.
1: Well, that's where the sinkholes came from, isn't it? It's yes, it's making activity. sense.
0: Get Leo on it. He hasn't got a job at the moment. Get him round sorting out the plumbing in all of these Weatherfield schools so these poor children have already lost so much education over the yeah. past few years can Sad. get their Scandal. A-levels. Yeah. yeah,
1: the plates are shifting.
0: Yeah, exactly. What plates?
1: Well, there's probably some kind of plate, like, you know, undiscovered planet...
0: Tectonic plates you're talking about. Gemma's rubbing her fingers together, which is how you taught about it at school, isn't it? Rub your your two index fingers together. I couldn't remember what the
1: word was. I I was thinking teutonic. No, that's German. Mm, Teutonic? No.
0: I don't know what that word is. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Anyway. He says... What? Paul says, Todd says... That she should do the exam but he paul thinks it's too soon but whatever she decides will support you because we are lovely dads ardy comes over to see summer next and he is utterly bricking it about this upcoming exam and he says i've made some color-coded revision cards and i've even got a special mnemonic to how to tackle all the questions and summer acts like My this very is the easy most
1: method just makes <laughs> naming planets very easy
0: Good for if you're doing a science exam. Not so good for English lit. Um, (laughs) Summer thinks this is like a revolution in study technique. He's like, what? Revision cards? No way. And they're different colours. What does that mean? Wow. Blows my mind. And uh, he's like, "If, if you like them so much, you can have them. So he gives... He's like... I've, I've written in the notes here that it was bricking in it, but maybe it wasn't quite so much. Because by, by the end of the scene, he has allowed Summer to have these precious revision cards of his. Because it's all in For his atonement. noggin. Yeah, atonement and other themes.
1: I don't understand why the, these people are revising and writing down stuff about English. I'm sorry. If you need to write it down, you don't get it.
0: I just remember... Before my English GCSE, because I wasn't clever enough to do it for A-level, I spent literally two hours the day before trying to find a specific quote from To Kill a Mockingbird yeah, about how yeah, Jem wanted to be a clown when he was older. And then the next day in my English exam, there was a question about Jem, and I wrote for pages and pages and pages. came out of the exam later that afternoon thought, oh, bugger me, I forgot that quote about Jem wanting to be a clown, and that would have been really, really useful What's to put the quote? in. So, I want to be a clown when I'm older. <laughs> Scout. I don't know. Um, I don't remember it, but I knew it then. But I forgot it for the exam. So that does also kill prove to me
1: all the mockingbirds you want, but don't. Don't kill be your a brother. clown when you're older. <laughs> but don't shoot because each people other. are scared
0: of clowns. Um, yes, yeah, so that, that told me also, not to bother revising for English If a clown Tuesday. asks you to
1: come into his basement, don't life? because he's a serial killer.
0: Yes, if there's a clown down the drain, don't, don't take his balloon. No. Right. Um, that
1: was a weird bit of that book, actually.
0: Mary finds Summer looking a bit sad in said Garden later. She's really feeling down about her prospects. Maybe
1: don't go to Oxford then.
0: Well, she doesn't by the end of the week, does she? Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Mary says that Todd's proud of her anyway. And she and she says, oh, and this is where Summer's robot gets the shout out in the week, isn't it? Um, and she says, um, oh, and then Mary... Accidentally reveals that Todd's planning a surprise party for her on Friday. Whoops a daisy. So back at the flat later. I was right chuffed. Yeah, I know. That's, it's nice. We haven't got a mention of you for so long. Every summer's robot. I'm I just. prefer the old summer. Yeah, I know. The old summer was the one that made you uh, in I her summer's image.
2: Robot. I am a feat of engineering.
0: <laughs> I know. Look, you got him talking about himself now, Yeah. not Right. So Summer says. Um, I'm going to do this exam oh, because my dad's, all three of them, believe in me. Summer Spellman.
1: Stop saying three dads. Like it's, we, it's not revolutionary. We had three men and a little lady. It's 2020. Get over it.
0: This is three men and a little crybaby. What, <laughs> what year is it?
1: 2022?
0: 2022. Summer, it. on Wednesday, is fretting because it's the day of her English exam, but she's determined to take it. Just take it then. Take get it. On with it. Take it like a woman. Just get on with it. Dev's, meanwhile, very proud of Adi before his exam. He's like, oh man, Adi, I'm so proud. You applied yourself to your studies. You do your A-levels, man. Yes. (sighs) I kind of forgot about the age difference between them because it turned out that Adi was actually doing his AS level today i
1: don't know i don't know the difference because they
0: didn't have as levels when we were at school they invented them after we left just like they put a stars as a top grade which makes all of us a people who got a's for their a levels look like we got second best but anyway I, i don't know but apparently ardy and summer can revise for the exact same exam except his is an as level hers an a level stick them in the same room together i don't really get that but what I did appreciate when we got to see the exam is they didn't have them in Daniel's classroom. We got to see we got to see the exam hall. We got to see they were sitting in a in a cloakroom today. They did have that meeting with Mrs. Crawshaw back in Daniel's room for. Although, sad times, it's not Daniel's room anymore, is it?
1: No, he quit. Not to say he's
0: quit and he's not been seen since. I think he's down in... All has got him down in the basement or something. With you know? Mr Griffin. Yeah, she has. She's got... Daniel and Mr Griffin, they've been locked up in a basement she like that. She goes Andy. down there for you now and
1: then she says, you are such a disappointment to me.
0: <laughs> That's it. Anyway, so I just skipping as well ahead. And is
1: down there as well. Yes. It's like, men always disappoint oh, me. That is I all I I across your dark you, secret. You,
0: I love it. Anyway... They go to the exam, Summer's got a revision card stashed inside a blood sugar doohickey bag and the, thingamabob. bob.
1: Um, and the invigilators obviously went, What's that? And she went, period things
0: <laughs> Yeah. I think I mean I, I saw a a number of people um calling them out for this scene because um probably the invigilators would have had a thorough check of Summer's bag before they let her brazenly have it out on the table there.
1: The reason why these bags are clear is so that they can check what's inside them but obviously the invigilators just looked at this clear bag full of notes and went well obviously that can't be notes that'd be too obvious nobody would leave their notes out in a clear pack. This this girl
0: has special medical needs we we mustn't discriminate. It
1: must be some sort of Diabetes thing.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, she's got these envision, revision cards. Bloody plonker! What an idiot! What a um, daft apeth, as Summer's robot would say. But Summer's robot is having a bit of a having a bit of a snooze at the moment. Um, she- <laughs>
1: Everyone's relieved.
0: You can hear the swig of Gemma's cider bottle there. That means Summer's robot I is put quiet the robot for down. I've um, got
1: my cider out.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway she she she's got to the tough question where she really needs to know about what was that atonement what so what is she, the
1: theme of atonement
0: what is the theme of this is there book? a link
1: between the t- name of the book and the theme of the book
0: mm, quite possible bro so <laughs> <laughs> she says to the Mister Invigilator, "Um, I want to go and prick my finger, please. Can we go outside?" And he's like, "Yes, well, of course you can." I'll um, go and stand outside Summer. and look my phone. I trust you, my with my A star grade pupil. Let's go outside. Yeah, he does. They go and sit out in the corridor, doesn't he? He's like, "Don't worry, there's another invigilator, so don't, don't."
1: Don't worry, all you people at home. Have you we went at home. Kind of we rooms. know.
0: We know. This we know is exactly what exams how exams are. look like. Um, yeah, they go and sit in the corridor, and the man's there tapping away on his phone while she's. uh... Well, she's
1: realizing
0: p- realizing that the cards aren't there.
1: She's so crap at cheating. She's so crap. Honestly, I think this. Well, she's is not going to do it again after this, is she? This is my this is my controversial opinion. Okay, if you can manage to cheat an exam without being caught, you deserve all the marks.
0: As as a member of the teaching um, profession, profession community, I cannot condone that. Statement well, I don't care officially. Don't well, cheat.
1: that's what I say. If you can get away, she's proven that she's so stupid that she, no, she, number one, right, she didn't even think to herself, okay, how am I going to be able to sneakily look at these colour-coded cards that obviously look like they're not part of my exam paper and, and I'm going to put them in my bag and then I'm going to, what, I'm gonna go outside and say I need to prick my finger and then he's going to sit there and watch me while I, what, pretend the, these cards are somehow related to an injection? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, yeah. no. it, it doesn't
0: make Once any sense. She's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, is. it, it was. Um, I, I totally agree. I prefer the old summer.
2: I so, see yeah, I Again, wonder wh- I, I wonder whether, I wonder the, old whether summer...
0: the old summer would have managed to do this. Do you think she'd have done a better job? Affirmative. Okay, maybe she would have done <laughs> Summer's robot. So, I'm lost where I am now. I've just been stupid. She's realised, like, Zoom, oh no, the cards aren't in my case. And then we get a cut of the exam floor and this incredibly shiny shoe divigilator clops up to the cards. Those shoes. They're look, on the floor.
1: They look like the Spice Girls shoes. nine. 19- they did. They did look they? like platform, plastic, patent, like, chunky trainers.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. I don't she remember. She picks them up. They're right next to Ardy and also she recognises Ardi's handwriting because it's so unique. I don't know what he does, he put little hearts over the eyes or something.
1: How would you how did you know that uh, I had no idea that invigilators were also detectives? Somebody needs to put this lady on the case of who killed Imran.
0: She could be she could make flipping inspector at Weatherfield Police. Give her two exactly, months or yeah. so. Anyway, I she's the case like of nice handwriting, Ardy. Get out.
1: I mean Addie.
0: <laughs> um so she she kind of frog marches him out of the room presumably leaving all of the kids alone doing their a-levels with no Just invigilators like, there but going,
1: never hey, what mind what did you get for number that. three? Oh, the
0: theme is atonement <laughs> oh i thought it was
1: sense and acceptance. sensibility
0: um so summer goes back into the exam hall with the other guy and is a bit surprised to see ardie has gone and she's kind of spends the rest well, of the exam looking around over her shoulder like, where's
1: my where are the notes
0: yeah, she doesn't know where the notes are. She doesn't know where R.D. is. So the exam's over later. And,
1: and she... the is watching her, craning her neck, looking her all around, going, she's just doing exercises. She's stretching her neck.
0: <laughs> That's probably a diabetes thing. Normally, children to... aren't allowed to be looking all over the place because yeah. they might be cheating, but to... better yeah. not discriminate against as poor diabetes sufferer.
1: circulation. Also
0: orphan, with three dads. Mm. Yeah,
1: what a greedy orphan. <laughs>
0: um, so... so she
1: had, she's had five dads. Because um, Drew, her father, had a boyfriend.
0: Oh yeah, quite probably. He did? Yes.
1: So she's had five dads and a mum?
0: Leave some for the rest of us, Summer, come on. <laughs> That's
1: not fair, is it? No. God, no, imagine her, uh, come, come this, what is it, 19th of June?
0: Oh yeah, Father's going, Day no, coming no, up. Now
1: see, this is when I regret it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's going to just have to give them like revision cards she's instead and be, say, well let's like... do
1: can you, do, why do they never do a two for three on, on my <laughs> yeah, <planet? laughs> that doesn't make sense two for three
0: no three for two I think is what three you for two buy
1: one get one free but my other one's dead so that's <laughs> a bit harsh
0: so um, she's walking past Crawshaw's office after the exam and sees what? her what having a go at Ardy. Um, Addy Addy oh stop correcting me so, um, so back at home Summer is texting him where are you and he's like I'm on the bus she says she goes off to meet him. Uh, Tolkien sees that it's something wrong because she's there Great as well. Great
1: work again.
0: Um, and then she meets Addie at the bus stop and explains what's happened. And she says, "Look, I'm going conf- to." He explains what happened. what happened. Sorry, she says, "I'm going to confess. I can't contain this guilt any longer. I'm a massive goody-two-shoes. This and is eating goes. me up from the inside."
1: Ah, atonement.
0: Oh, yeah, I get it there now. There we go.
1: Finally, I knew that back in the exam.
0: <laughs> he's, he's pretty chill about it at first, isn't he? Considering he was, you know, um, expelled from the exam hall in the middle of it. He's like, yeah, whatever. I wasn't I just, cheating, so they're I not going to be able to find that I was. They've got no evidence because I literally wasn't cheating. I'll be fine.
1: No, Ardy's like, whatever. I'm, my my dad's rich and he says I'm going to take over half the business, so I don't even care. Mm. Which is like, yeah, that's typical rich kid. Stuff in it, like if only we could all have that experience. I know. it's like,
0: he says, just don't confess, whatever you do, because if you do, do you
1: we're know? all in trouble.
0: Summer won't be able to go to Oxford, and um, I believe that Summer oh, does to want think. to go to Oxford. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's that your cue. Uh, they Give get... to Summer's robot. I
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you, Summer's robot. When anyway? So he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go to work for the family business or whatever happens, so it doesn't really matter whether he passes the exams or not, so he's a bit uh, whatever about it. Goes back to the shop and he gets both barrels from Dev, who has obviously been phone-called from the school to tell him that his son is a massive cheat. Todd comes into the shop later and Dev is still going off on one, telling him exactly what Ardy's done, apparently. But then after Todd goes... Dev is surprised to hear that Summer hadn't told Todd about this. What's going on? He's going to get to the <sighs> bottom of this and he starts to realize. It's cuz many dads, how can you keep by track my, of what my my lovely told... son didn't cheat whatsoever?
1: How can you keep a track of which dad you told what?
0: Good point. Dev goes up to Billy's flat later and was that the first time that Dev has ever been in that flat? I
1: know, it's great, wasn't it?
0: It's always weird like when a character goes somewhere where they've yeah. never been before, it's like ooh, ooh. I know that yeah, it it it's like, you know, maybe one time we'll actually get to see Kathy and Brian in their own flat. And that'll be a first, despite the fact that they've been living there for about five years. Um he anyway, Todd's there and he says, Look, can you ask Summer to pop into the shop for a quick chat when she's got a moment? Oh, he says, I want to know the truth, and I think Summer knows something about what happened to Adi. He thinks he's been framed. And he basically gets the predi- his prediction completely right. He hits the nail right on the head by saying I think that that Summer was cheating and Addie covered for her.
1: Because he fancies her.
0: Yes. So Summer gets home later, gets a good grilling from Todd, says, look, whatever happened, we can deal with it. I just want the truth. Summer's like, oh, I don't know what Dev's on about. Cheating? Me? No, I'm Summer. Todd is relieved to hear this. Friday's episode comes around and Billy is on the phone to the school. He's having a pretty mad conversation with them. He's having a bit of an angry argument because Deb's been around the school and accused Summer of setting Adi up. They say Summer needs to come into a school for a meeting later, into the school, not that school. Just go to any Just school. To any school. We're all connected. <laughs> I don't know what
1: you're talking about.
0: She says um, to Billy, "Look, I don't really want you to be there actually, because obviously she's very, very ashamed of what's happened." She should be. Meanwhile, Addy is also telling Dev that he can't come to the meeting. He says, "I'm determined to face the consequences on this. I cheated. I deserve what's coming to me." Dev just does not believe this, despite the fact that mere scenes ago on the previous episode, Dev was all for stringing RD up for being a massive cheat. He's now saying, no, my boy, you're so honourable, we alehans don't cheat, apart from on women, but that's totally different. And he's he says, you're just covering for summer, you fancy. And Asha's there. And I thought that... I, th- I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get very much Asha this week. I, felt, I feel... I don't know what she would have added to it, but it always... You know, if there's a story with R.D. in and there's no Asher, I feel a little bit shortchanged. I thought that they came as a two for one deal when they were popped out. of buy three, at the same two, time. Two, two, buy
1: three get two. to buy three get two. I just think that Tanisha and
0: and and, <laughs> yes, um, and Adam have got a good relationship, and to have a scene with j- literally just the siblings having a conversation together, and maybe um, Tini- um, Asher sorry is gonna. able to get out of R.D. This is what what happened. I thought I thought that would have been quite good, but oh well. No,
1: that didn't happen. Um, Ash is the one that tells Dev that um, he's got a new boy. F- uh, Summer's yeah,
0: Summer's got this new Aaron. Yeah, Asher, Adi, and Aaron all together. Who'd have thought that? You know, Summer's got two guys. Um, crushing on her and they're both at the beginning of the phone book if the phone book is written by first names
1: ardy and aaron isn't.
0: you don't get many names that both start off with double a Our but summer's friend, managed to make it she's just she's just making her way through all the guys in weatherfield alphabetically isn't she sorry zidane you got a long wait <laughs> <laughs> from Ardi to zidane <laughs> summer's romantic journey so, no thanks. Dev catches up to Ardy at the bus stop and he's there sitting with Summer. Dev blurts out to him that Summer's seeing somebody else. Can
1: I just say how hilarious Dev was? That he was even more incensed that his... Not only did his son kind of throw away his future a little bit here because of a girl, but the girl didn't even like him and he thought it was his job to tell oh no. Ardy. Like, it would have been okay, son, but guess what? This slag seeing someone else... <laughs>
0: Ardie stormed he so, off. He was just—it's just like it's how personally
1: offended that Dev was that Summer would dare have a different boyfriend to his beautiful, <laughs> lovely Adi I know
0: such a supportive Who he, dad. He, he, he didn't even rescue from a car accident last year. Summer tries to follow after Ardi and they end up um in, in the school together. And I, I don't really know what happened about that. But um, Summer no. So yeah, this is when Summer's saying to Adi "Oh, I'm sorry for not telling you about Aaron." Adi says, look, I'm not covering for you because I fancy you or anything. Pfft, no way. I'm just a nice guy. Or does she say you're a nice guy? I don't know. But basically... Somebody
1: says something about it. They
0: both agree that Adi is a pretty nice guy. So, Crawshaw gets um Summer into the... um. She gets Adi into the room first, but we don't hear about what they talk about. Then she calls Summer in and she says, what happened? What is your version of the events from yesterday? By the way... Um the exam board have told me that if I don't get the truth out of you by the end of today then you're both getting disqualified.
1: I thought that was I, I just I don't know
0: if that's really what happens. No, but I think
1: she was um
0: she's she bluffing wasn't was Yeah. Nice try. No, you it won't works, be getting a job it? in Weatherfield Police.
1: Oh, how dare you?
0: <laughs> did she... It was well, well no, because some are, she kind of hesitates, doesn't she? And she says, Oh, I just thought Mm. if I could get through the exams, it'd be better. So I cheated. So She's yes, so crap. she does get the truth out of her. But unfortunately, that doesn't match with what Adi said earlier because Crawshaw then gets Adi back in and says, well, you gave your account saying it was you. Summer gave her account saying it was her. Who is it that's telling the truth then? Hmm? Summer says, it was me. She's absolutely determined to confess now. This guilt's been eating her up for the past day two days I am Spartacus and she said look I was scared Adi saw it he's covering for me because he's a jolly good chap and confessing this now is making me even less scared she, I am
1: Spartacus she sounded
0: quite convincing it's all over later Todd calls Summer up and says that, come along to Speeddale we've got this um surprise party or something no Someone knew that there was a surprise party, didn't she? Because Mary had told her, but I don't think Todd had known that Summer I don't really knew. care. I don't really care about the surprise party, part about this story, to be fair. Um, anyway, she's very overwhelmed by everything. So she goes and has a little cry in the corridor. Ah.
3: Hmm.
0: Party time. She arrives at speed dial. Todd and Paul can see she's a bit upset, so she tells them what happened. Todd upsets her by saying that, I thought you were smarter than this, the cheat. We were all thinking that as well. Really, this week she runs off. Paul gives chase. I hate any scene that makes Paul get one over Todd. Don't you? I don't. Um, Do you have Paul no what opinion? On again? This? I don't like any scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. That
0: makes it. That makes Paul, Paul. get one over. All right. On okay. Todd. I
1: kind of go. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because Paul. Paul is like. Uh, to me, Paul is like a stupid dog, and. Todd is like a very clever cat. Mm. So it's like, do, do you really think a dog would outsmart a cat? Of course like, not. Never. We all know that would never happen.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, so she escapes, she runs off, she ends up down the ginnel, Ardy sees her and follows her. She says, oh, I deserve for people to hate me. And yeah. he says, oh, I could never hate you. Neither uh, could Billy and the others. <laughs> um, Aaron then shows up. I can't remember. Sorry, I mustn't make the finger down my throat gesture when Summer and, uh, no. and Aaron are in a scene. No. Bad taste. No. What? Carry on. Oh, let, let me be irreverent. Aaron shows up. I don't really know why.
1: I think Ardy contacted him.
0: Did he? okay. Um, but
1: I, you know, I've got this theory that he's actually Robert Pattinson. So maybe he saw a bat signal and he came.
0: <laughs> um, what
1: would a Batman look like if Gotham City was Weatherfield?
0: Well, Roy Cropper, clearly.
1: Yeah, he is a Batman, <laughs> isn't he?
0: And you Nina know, be is Batgirl.
1: I would actually watch that if they <laughs> made that into a show. Me too. Surely Roy is more like the faithful butler man. Because mm. he's got his own apron and everything. Oh, no, yeah. I no, I don't think... I, I'm thinking, I don't think I... no.
0: Who's who's the who's the, uh, the rich millionaire in Coronation Street?
1: Toy now she's inherited all of him. Ransomware. Oh yeah,
0: all of his lawyer cash. has not <laughs> know what she's crying about. Who's she's going to be living person?
1: it up. Who's the richest man? Because obviously Batman has to be a man. Well,
0: I mean Ray Crosby was was dead. somewhat minted. He's not dead. He's in prison. Oh yeah, Ray. He got Crosby. arrested at the airport.
1: Batman doesn't go to prison. You donut.
0: Um, I don't know. I think death?
1: Gary's the closest we've got to Batman, because he's kind of like a vigilante, isn't he? He t- took a load of money from... He's been helping himself to dead Rick's money all this time. Mm. Goes around smashing people to death. That's kind of like Batman.
0: To be, I'd say that, you know, a really crucial um, point, a, a crucial requirement to become the Batman of Weatherfield is you have to be an orphan. But, I mean, there's a list a mile long of how many candidates that would still leave, isn't there? So, can't Well, really Gary might as well that. be an
1: orphan, because his mum's on the lam and his dad's...
0: Baking cakes a in Germany. <laughs> um, where do we go? Which know, is the same
1: that? as being dead, isn't it? According yes. to Mary Berry. The way she talks about people. Aaron, cake.
0: Aaron kind of gets introduced to Summer and it's all a bit awkward. So Ardy leaves. Aaron, Aaron <sighs> kind of tries to put his arm around Summer's um, shoulders and she recoils and she's like, oh, you're better off without oh, me. Oh,
1: just spare me the teenage angst.
0: Um, Todd... Finds Paul worrying meanwhile and having a bit of a seethe as well in the flat later. Paul says, look, maybe we've been too busy putting Summer on a pedestal and we've just not listened to her.
1: I've heard nothing but Oxford from that girl.
0: That's all she's been banging on about. So I have
1: been listening to her and all I've heard is that, so shut up.
0: Mm, She's been very sneaky with her insulin down the sink. Summer finds Billy on the street later and says, sorry for causing a fuss. Then the other two dads come out and then, just to round off this um, whole story possibly, um, she decides that she doesn't want to go to Oxford after all.
1: That's what I said when I found out that I wouldn't be able to go, Summer, so no one's impressed. What? Oh, well. No, she just decided, Now she's cheated and she can't go to Oxford anymore. She's like... Oh, I've decided I don't want to go.
0: Didn't want to go anywhere. Well, it's
1: okay cuz you're not going, so don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. So what what I I I sense that you didn't enjoy this week's summer no, story. No, I did. Gemma. I just
1: didn't, don't like talking about it. Boring. Yeah.
0: I didn't think it was boring I honestly I thought the Mondays and Wednesdays episode was quite not fun uh, quite uh, interesting because they got going with some plot development and it wasn't just her moaning about Oxford it wasn't just her saying oh need to check my blood sugars Uh, there was uh, when she went outside into the corridor and she realised that the 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 revision cards weren't there I was like oh this is exciting and it it should have been like plainly obvious what was going to happen but when Ardy was giving her the revision cards on Monday I was thinking oh where's this going to go but oh. yeah, lo- looking back on it, it kind of is kind of obvious. But um, no, I thought it was I thought it was good stuff. Can I say yes?
1: I don't. I didn't find the story boring. I just find her boring.
0: Yeah, I know totally. I'm, try- a hardy bear. Mm, I'm know. trying
1: really hard to to like her, but I really i just find it really boring. And she is.
2: I prefer the old summer.
1: <laughs> She's just like unlikable and difficult to empathise with because. She decided out of nowhere that her passion is to go to Oxford and she can't hack the pressure. So, and then she's basically disqualified from herself from doing it by not being able to handle it and then deciding that she's decided that she doesn't want to go to Oxford. Mm. What's she going to do now?
0: Hang around the street. I mean, we've been saying for... For a long time, you know, is she actually going to go to Oxford because they don't want to get rid of the character, do they? So how are they going to make her stay? So it's kind of inevitable that she'd get to this point. Do you think this is literally it now? Is she just going to be completely chilled out? Maybe she'll just be a different person next week now that she hasn't got that pressure and expectation behind her. And I bet there are quite a lot of students going going through their A-levels or whatnot at the moment, sympathising with her and thinking everybody thinks that you know, I should be able to do this, everybody's telling me that I can do it, and they believe in me and everything, but I don't believe in myself. Well, didn't you
1: have that pressure when I, when you were going through your exams, because I know I did. Yeah, yeah, totally. Everybody thought that I would do well, and so I felt like I, it was even more stressful, because I couldn't let people down, so I do, I sympathise with the situation, but somehow, I just don't, And I've tried really hard with her and i really, you know, tried to get on board with all, you know, the diabolemia and I just don't care.
0: Mm, Now I know, totally. Boring. Yeah, yeah, Summer's robot is on the same page as us on this one, unfortunately. Maybe
1: Summer's robot will turn like Terminator and try to assassinate her out of history. Maybe Summer will invent a Terminator robot and so Terminator has to go back in time to kill her so that she doesn't create... The Apocalypse. Mm.
0: If if Summer's Robot was the Terminator, and what the Terminator? what's his catchphrase? Hasta la vista baby. What would Summer's Robot's catchphrase be? ta ra Tura <laughs> Don't shake your head Ta-ra, It doesn't chuck. work for a podcast. Right. Or oh, or maybe it would just be Do one. Well.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, like. You take when, your words
0: right out of my mouth, Summer's so Robot.
1: You know, the. You know, uh, Darth Vader, the original actor. What's his. Prowse, I've forgotten his name. He had a really thick, like, West Country accent. Yeah. So they put the James Earl James James's voice on the top. Imagine if you just edited Terminator to just. Get, just give him like Paul's voice or something <laughs> of Corey, like, what would it be? <laughs> what would it be like? I don't
0: know because I can't do a Paul impression. Obviously. No, it's hilarious. Um, well, no,
1: Ashley, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley Peacock.
0: <laughs> I'm your father. <laughs> you know, I'm that you you know, it would be true. Uncle Fred. Um, i don't know whether i can bring myself to discuss this yeah um yes we move on to the next story i think think what do you think summer's robot
2: let's move on to the next
0: story okay fine let's move on to the next story
1: yes now michael's going to give me the notes so I can tell you what the
0: story oh, is. Oh, yeah, sorry, I've taken the notes off. Here we go. Tully and the Bully we've got... No, t- Tully and the Bully is our next storyline. I lo- I really enjoyed this. See, when I was watching Curry this week, I was like, really, really into it on Monday and Wednesday's episode, and I thought, this is a really great post big week week Because sometimes there's a bit of a lull, isn't there, when you've had all the all the excitement. Mean. Um but this week's Monday and Wednesday, loved it. And it was partly to do with this story and I'm really enjoying Frank as a character. And George was cool this week as well. Like ah oh, today's was a bit like oh, Well, like excuse me. of was that. back. Yeah, and yeah, she
1: yeah. was in it more today.
0: She was this is the most she's no. No, she was in it quite a bit on Monday, wasn't she? Listen. anyway, we're not here to talk about Toya, are we? No,
1: we're not. No. On Monday, Sean tells george and eileen about his new boyfriend frank who he likes yes frank turns up at number 11 and eileen thinks he's a door-to-door salesman he's like sorry i'm not interested and then sean explains and eileen is embarrassed and apologizes what a hilarious miss mix up they all go to the pub and eileen puts her foot in it by saying that she didn't think frank was sean's type because he's so much older.
0: They make um. I can't remember. I didn't write it down here. But one of them says older, and the other one says. Oh, I can't remember. Ugly or something. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Frank's at the bar. I can tell Sean he's got good in there, and then George comes in, and Frank like immediately makes it obvious that he knows who George is. He calls him Georgie Porgy.
2: What a handy coincidence.
0: Yes, it is a very small world in Weatherfield, isn't it, Robert Summers Robot.
1: George does the George face like, yes. like he basically his face is like the emoji of the um of like the staring eyes. It is. Like the blushing cheeks. It
0: totally is. Apparently, apparently, i do like george but stop doing that face no please. There's so
1: many things to be surprised about <laughs> apparently george and frank went to school together and frank's telling all these old school stories about pranking the teacher and putting stuff in his hell bag hell. and george is squirming and he eventually excuses himself and then back at home and he's trying to talk to george about frank but he will not discuss he keeps changing the subject and eileen can see he's hiding something but what is it Turns out that Frank was a bully and he picked on George at (sighs) school. There's a whole group of people who used to bully him. When they found out what his dad, Archie Chesworth, did for a job and Frank was the ringleader and he was very nasty. But then one day, George tried to stand up to him and it got worse. Um, So he just used to pretend he was ill so he didn't have to go to school. um... You used to do that. Yeah, I did. hated school so much. Um, He didn't even have to pretend because he worried himself sick. And then seeing Frank um, brought it all back and it's scared him actually and he, he, um, he doesn't know whether Frank's going to come back because Sean lives there and Frank might want to stay over and he can't, he can't cope with the idea so he goes back home. Apparently he's completely cured now a CPAP machine, worked a charm, nobody's mentioned it or
0: talked no, about they, it. No, they literally have mentioned it. One of the things that George says in that episode is I don't want no. him to see me in my CPAP machine I don't and him to make to fun of so me. Don't me. So, I don't me. Why would
1: he see him in bed?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's trying to slip in there with Eileen
1: <laughs> on Wednesday. George comes. Maybe,
0: maybe Eileen and Sean share a bed or something. We, that's Take the only way. That, yeah, the only way they can fit so many people in number eleven. They're all just there like the uh, uh, like the grandparents in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Aww. topping and tailing.
1: How quaint. That's going to be the future of Britain, isn't it? Yeah. On Wednesday, George comes over and he's not happy to see Sean talking about how dreamy Frank is. And Eileen tells George, Look, let it go. It happened so long ago. There's no need to be hung up on it.
0: Boring. Yes, that's what Why'd was say saying. Why did you say that? Oh, no, no, that's what, that, that, it wasn't boring. me, it was Summer, I think Summer's robot is what they what he's trying to say here, is that Eileen was saying that it was boring.
1: It's being boring. Yes. Eileen, um, affirmative. T- yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Eileen wants to speak to Frank and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't really, oh, maybe I do, actually, yeah, I did, I <laughs> used to call him names, everyone used to call him names because he's, um, that old Spooky George, whatever right? <laughs> he used to call it. No, with. he
0: just says, like, I bet there's not a George anywhere up and down the country that hasn't been called Georgie Porgie. And then he Fair. tries then he tries to say, oh, people used to call me Frank, and then he makes, I can't remember which, which comedy Frankie was making fun of.
1: Frank Spencer. Yeah, some that's months, right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Betty! Yeah. I'd call him Spanky Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd slap him on the bum and see if he liked that. Probably would. Yeah, I could have been quite an imaginative little, um... Little, little Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was made fun of, yeah, it's just ribbing. And he's like, Look, I understand, but I think you need to say sorry, and I think you need to be um, frank, and I think you need to. Nice. um I think you de- don't mention that I said anything about it, just be sincere and apologise, and don't make any more stupid jokes. So Frank sees George outside the Undertaker's, and it looks like he's being genuine. He's like, Look, sorry, sorry mate. Uh, um, if there's any, you know, bad blood or anything, can we just bury the hatchet? And, um, George is, like, really defensive. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't even remember going to school. <laughs> <laughs> he says, there's no hatchet to be buried. Um, I insist you join Eileen and I for dinner. Is that right? Or did Frank insist that he joined him?
0: He insists, he and Eileen, he tells George, oh, Frank you says, and Eileen come to come dinner, to dinner, with, dinner me. Yeah. with me. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And George is nervous about this. And Sean and Frank arrive and George is doing his best and everything seems to be going alright actually. And George relaxes towards the end of the, the meal and seems like Frank might be a changed man or maybe he's just putting it on because Eileen's there. George goes up to the bar because he says to Eileen, Oh, I better pay the tip which is a custom I've not heard of. <laughs> Apparently if someone else pays, you pay the tip. I don't. Well, we don't really get anyone buying our food for us, do we so? No. Is this a thing? Right. Okay. I'm gonna make a note of this. Next time I get, I take um, an undertaker out for a meal, he's pays the tip. <laughs> okay. George goes up to the bar and Frankie's there and he's singing this song and I don't know what the song was. Like, I don't know what the song was. No, I don't. Yeah?
0: No, I don't. it wasn't the funeral march, was it? It was.
1: Like, mm, anyway, uh, he's singing something and he's like just like la 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 and then George says, Oh, I see. This is that song you used to bully me with when I was when we were kids. You haven't actually changed at all. You're still horrible and mean. You can get stuffed. I'm not giving I'm not giving you a tip. so really? Nick's there going, "Oh, I didn't have anything to do with this. Why am I getting stiffed?" <laughs> so um, he walks off, and George uh, packs his things again, off in another huff, because Frank uh, he says Frank's turned him turned me into somebody I don't want to be. I'm going home, um, at least until Sean has seen the error of his ways. Oh no, the end. Of? George. And? Eileen, sleeping together with a CPAP machine.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed this this week.
1: I like this, this is th- good th- because... I thought this
0: was a nice kind of low-key, don't-need-to-invest-too-much-in-it story that was still kind of interesting.
1: It was also a story that I think is more... is easily relatable, and oh, I yeah. don't remember them doing something like this before. Like, and it but it's a very common experience. What do you do... If your friend or someone you know starts dating someone you hate or is mean to you,
0: yeah, and you know that they are, they have been a bad person in the past.
1: Well, I mean, that's a bit that's getting a bit more specific. But everyone's had the experience of this. This guy's a loser. I don't know why he's with him.
3: Mm.
1: Or or like, I remember I was being bullied at school, and this person who bullied me doesn't seem to care or remember.
0: Mm. Yeah, lots of so many people have been been bullied, and they probably you know probably. Lots of people wonder, like, what would I do if I were to encounter my bully again? Now it's 10, 20 years have passed. So um, I think this is definitely a relatable story. And I, I just loved it that it was Tony Morsley being given the serious-ish stories again. Because he can be far too buffoonish. Um, and, and this, a bit like the snoring story, to be honest, showed that he's got a bit more range in him. And he can cope when they don't just make him a, you know, a, a wide-eyed... Buffoon.
1: He falls over with urns in his hand.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: really liked it. Thought yeah. it was good. And, relatable.
0: And I like Frank as well. This is the thing as well. Because i that, that's the other thing that's getting me interested in this. If Frank were obviously a massive yeah, evil schemer. Who at the end of every scene would glare menacingly into the camera. Then I'd be like going, oh yeah, he is nasty, isn't he? When will Eileen see him for what he really is? But I'm watching it and going... You know, I think Frank's quite nice actually. I think it's he's Sean quite likable.
1: Denise is sitting for what he really is.
0: Oh, Sean, sorry. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah. Yeah, there's just enough plausible deniability in Frank and what he says and how he says it to make me sort of wonder like, is this really just to- um, just George overreacting and is it not that big of a deal? Because I think i said on this podcast before, like when I was a kid, I do remember picking on people and I do remember being picked on, but. I definitely was never bullied and I definitely never bullied people in the same way that George is talking mm. about like there was never a situation where I was like prop like but I remember just making fun of people on the off occasion like being sarcastic and a bit of an ass but I never like there was no like prolonged what's the word campaign of hatred against anybody no. and I and I was never had that experience myself so I you know is is George kind of like Overreacting to something. And I wonder. Teasing, I mean,
0: I, or... definitely some people, some children will say I'm being bullied when actually they're not, and, and and some children think that if somebody's mean to them once or twice, then that's bullying, but it, mm. but it isn't. And no, and, and George's ca- can be quite sensitive. Yeah, bullying is like a long, prolonged campaign of repeated, what... offensive to, to try and you know upset someone or hurt someone or. But what George is
1: saying, it definitely sounds like he was probably bullied. It
0: like... does sound like that. And. Doesn't um...
1: it? but that you know is it possible that that um that frank as a child was kind of oblivious because children are cruel and they don't often understand the consequences of their actions mm. and that's why they're children and that's why you have to teach them you know what's you know right and wrong and etc yeah, wonder... so so is is frank is he just like, I don't honestly remember doing any, like, and also... It was a thing. long time ago. How old are they? I that? really
0: like, remember. Eileen, well, um, Sue Cleaver we just saw has turned 60-ish. So so let's say yeah. Tony Morsley is the same age. So we're talking, we're going back, what, fifty, forty, fifty 40, oh, yeah. 50 years? And I think if we were to say, oh, that Frankie's a wrong one, once a bully, always a bully, not true at all. He's That's had a lot of Frank. life and a lot of change. And I, but, I would uh, like to think that he really has turned a corner, but that doesn't mean but that George... that doesn't George, mean, yeah, yeah George's the, experience Yeah, is, no, that doesn't If belittle, it was so harrowing,
1: it might have stuck with him for all these years. And I can certainly... Mm imagine that haunting you for the rest of your life and affecting your confidence forever mm-hmm. so to be confronted with this guy and then kind of to be told oh yeah sorry mate and then the next thing you know he's there taking the mick out of you again it would infuriate you yeah. but i can also like this i don't know why i'm playing devil's advocate for both sides here because i know this is probably upsetting some people who have been bullied and i don't mean to belittle or diminish anybody's experiences. But. um I can also imagine if Frank's a bit of a what's the word? He's not very self aware or I can imagine if you used to sing a song to somebody and you thought it was a laugh and you saw that person, that song might trigger in your head and then you might yeah, start singing it, it to yourself without really thinking, Oh yeah, that's what he doesn't like it when I sing. Yeah, when that he, when song. he was singing that but song. But I don't know what the song was. It could have been something really offensive that I don't know.
0: No, I, I'm not sure. When he was singing that song to to me, he he was he doing, wasn't it like, doing it like no, like
1: he didn't realize. That's how I, I came. really
0: like to think, that because I'll be gutted if Frank. I
1: really do think this. that Frank is an ass, and it's going to come out that he is a, a horrible bully. Which probably I do. Will. I don't, you know, don't I, think I, he's realistic because I don't really genuinely think that 50 years on, you'd still be so invested in bullying somebody that you picked on when you were a kid. No, but maybe some people are just stuck like that in that childlike mentality.
0: Mm maybe i mean frank seems to me to be the sort of person who life has done has treated well and yeah, he's kind of like a, got by on his guy. on his scouse charms and his good looks and everything so he used to be on brookside and somebody posted a picture somewhere i saw the other day of what he was like on brookside and he was definitely you know hunk of the week sort of material. So I think that he's just cruised through life, not really caring necessarily, or even noticing that he's upset people. Well, listen... And, now, and, and you know, now he's still doing it. But I, I don't think that he's he's mean at heart, really. I anymore. think also...
1: George, George is too kind, obviously. He's like a big teddy bear. Um, and he said he tried to stand up for himself. But what I think, he obviously didn't try and it would have been an easy thing to do, especially in a, I'm assuming school based in either Manchester or Salford, is take the mick out of the kid for being the Scouser.
0: That's Why the true. hell didn't you
1: do that? You'd have had everybody on your side.
0: <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> um, just
1: go, calm down, calm down. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it really, writes itself, doesn't it? It's so easy. It? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I feel a bit sad that Sean gets another bad boyfriend if it turns to turn I, out to be a, Sean a wrong one.
1: totally does seem like the sort of mean girl sidekick that would end up with a guy who happened to be a childhood bully.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. He, I, I'd just quite like to see Sean settle down. Do you for think a that Sean is going to show someone?
1: his good character by? Realising that Frank is an evil bully and siding with George, even though I wonder. Frank's but really then you know, bad.
0: Sean can be a massive bitch That's as what well, I mean. can't I? That's what I mean. So if I, I wonder whether that, you know, if Frank started, if it turns out that he is nasty, whether he started kind of making fun of George in Sean's company. Sean would join in. Jo- yeah, he probably Sean would. Sean is
1: like, I'm going to write in Regina George's burn, burn book, kind of a guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know where it's going you you're I, I, for some reason in my head, Frank isn't a long term character on Coronation no, Street. It feels like a he's here enough. for this story. I mean if you're in a Sean story by default, you're a guest character, aren't you, and then you'll be put away in the cupboard for you know or well, Sean gets put away in the cupboard for another three years. I but, think
1: this is a good story. I like the fact that it's about bullying and how the effects kind mm. of permeate your life. I think there's more to this. I think that um. I don't think that Eileen's taking uh, George seriously enough, and that's kind of reflecting on the way we're talking about this. Mm. So I hope that George comes back and he sort of explains a bit more to Eileen about how it really, truly affected him yeah. because he did tell her. But Eileen I don't was just feel... kind of saying,
0: "I'll grow up." Well, yeah, he's not a bully, and he's not that person. Because I anymore. don't think
1: she's had that experience. When she was, I can't imagine anyone trying to bully Eileen as a girl.
0: No, I bet she, she seems towered like over she everybody. Would just flatten you. Yeah, I was just thinking. You, you know, you were saying I don't think they've had a story like this before. We did get it slightly when um, Molly Dobbs came into. Uh, what I wish she was she called? Molly Compton came into the show, didn't she? Yeah, because she bullied Fizz... Fizz. No, it was the other Fizz way around. Fizz her. had bullied her when she was at school. You're Although right. that's only going back what five long, years yeah. or so, wasn't it? Um, so it was very fresh in their memories, and we also knew the bully, i.e., Fizz, and knew that she was she had definitely changed, and she was not a bad person by then. So it's it's similar, um, but that that to me didn't seem to be a bullying story. It kind of seemed to be, what's an interesting way that we can introduce this character, Molly? Oh, let's say that she was bullied by Fizz, whereas this is more about the the, the long term effects of bullying. I which which I don't, I, just, I don't
1: know if it is, but that's what well, I me mean, it is
0: for a bit. Um, I just thought it was a it was a nice twist because we were introduced to Frank what two weeks ago was it the week before the the hashtag big week and I didn't know where it was going at all and when George came in and was surprised to see him I was very, definitely very intrigued to find out what what how he knew him and um, yeah it 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 yes. exceeded my expectations which
1: uh... there's also a lot to be said too about the difference in the size like. George is, is much bigger than Frank. Mm. And I don't know if they're going to say anything about, you know, oh, he's a gentle giant or, you know, bullying's more than just physically being
3: yeah,
1: pushed around. Because, like, when, when I was picked on, it was always physical. Like, you know, people hitting me or throwing basketballs in my head. What? Did they really? Yeah.
0: Oh, you tell me because if you go, oh, I'm going to go and flatten them for you. Because they Dallas. couldn't
1: do it, they couldn't say anything to me because I could always think of something to say back so they just threw a basketball in my head and shut me up. Oh, so, that's so sad. Yeah, I know, but you see what I mean? Like, it's not just about being, like, bullied, like, pushed around and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the mental... Scars. And 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 you know, what I'm just saying is kind of proof of that because it doesn't I don't care that somebody threw a basketball is kinda of funny when I look back at it because <laughs> um it didn't hurt my feelings.
0: Are you ask him for it.
1: No, I was sitting there mm-hmm. being quiet because I was scared to throw a basketball <laughs> in my head.
0: Um I think we need to move on. Let's just before we do it. Uh, Summer's Robot, what did you think of uh, of this George story? I was right chuffed. Oh, there we go. Uh, unanimous This was a good story this week All three of us We should
1: it. score it Story individually
0: I, I can't be really dealing with that one Right Turner and Smooch Should we move on to the next story This was hench Yes we should This was totally hench This story I learnt a new word Very this hench. week hench Did anybody else have to google hench
1: I knew what hench was How did you know Because I'm proper hench You're
0: down with the Are oh, you yeah. Is that right Hench means I'm
1: hench and you're stench
0: What How rude Hench means muscular and fit, according to the Urban Dictionary, so that is what Max was proclaiming himself to be when he was chatting with um, Sonia, was it, this week?
1: I think this podcast is very hench.
0: Yes. So, this is the story. Shona and David, who were my comedy duo of the week... They were, were making, great. They were so, so good. Julia They're Goulding was like, of... I've not been given anything to do, Give literally, for life. a year and a half or so. I'm going to... I'm gonna do I'm gonna be shown her it to the max. And See, she was so so funny this week. She was great. And her and Jack P. Shepherd, what a brilliant chemistry they've got.
1: The interesting thing about these two characters is that they're funny by themselves, but I don't know that they've ever leant so hard into a comedy duo as they did this week. I don't I think you're the past, right.
0: They have a little bit. And really I have always like, seen it. i you know, I've always been a Shoner and David fan, but this week they really, like really a proper, a like, proper double act.
1: This this is the you know, this could rival Sally and Tim at their height. This could be who's gonna be getting the partner coffee. Yeah. what is it called? Yeah, partnership. Best
0: partnership awards or whatever. This
1: this is definitely something that needs to be
0: They just bounce off each other. But can so I say perfectly. as well,
1: another thing I noticed this week is more of that with Jenny and Daisy. Now Jenny yeah. and Daisy also work absolutely well together mm-hmm. and I think we're starting to see even though it's just been a gradual process, really does feel like the COVID stuff's kind of gone out the window now and everybody is relaxing more into working together and more closely together. And now we're going to see a bit more people sparking off of each other. Hopefully, Because the thing about both these groups of people, both Daisy and Jenny and um, Shona and David, is that they're really good when they're bullying people <laughs> and picking on them and making fun of them. Because that's well, you know what I mean. Reacting yeah. to other people, and so they these characters need other people in close proximity to spark off of. Mm. And I'm I'm very comf- I'm very excited, and I am looking forward to seeing the more.
0: other thing you said about the post COVID is that we actually get to see the inside of the cabin today, didn't we? Yes, we, we did. This is this is the first time this year, maybe. D- didn't quite have Shona working in there. Don't forget that she apparently has got had a job in She's there had the since like February. She is on a duvet week this I week, I love Shona right.
1: for her duvet week. This
0: is This like you and your birthday month, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, my duvet birthday yeah, bet, month. I bet
0: Shona has a birthday month.
1: Oh, she probably does. Um,
0: anyway, they're making fun of Max on Monday morning because he's going for school and he's got his eau de toilette on and they're like, they're a girl you fancy. like, no. And they're going, woo, 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 just totally <laughs> ribbing him, which is very crazy but a lot of fun they're like, doing it they're doing it i just like want to say
1: one thing also about shana and david with mm-hmm. max this week this is like one of the very few times when i watch families on coronation street and i think oh, i'd really like a kid like i would love a kid to make fun of <laughs> 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 do you it's... think like the, the dynamic of them all like making fun of each other or like saying you're rubbish at jokes or mm. i think it's really nice and cute and family Family
3: S. I hope
0: we never go for fostering Gemma because if they say, Why do you want to foster a child? I just, I just, want, just want someone, want to, someone to make on. fun of, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they go to school. Later on, Max and the Scalabri grade get off the bus and there's this girl, Sonia, with them, and his um his very tall mates are ribbing him. About fancying her. Are they
1: ribbing him or are they bullying him?
0: Ribbing. It's just... Have, they're also having a bit of a dig. Now, how old's Max supposed to be? 15 or so? I mean, these guys that they were with were pushing 15 foot almost. They were oh. huge. And, it, you know, Cory's not so great at getting the kids' ages and heights It doesn't right matter as long as they're... It's just my thing. As long as they all match up with each other. If
1: they don't need a guardian, they can be in the show.
0: Anyway. So, he's there chatting online later. He's back home. He's got his laptop on his lap. And then Sonia messages him saying... One of your mates, Max, said that you said I was fit. What
3: was going on there?
0: She she liked the lalalalals, didn't she? Yeah, exactly, like that. But again and again and again. Exactly. Thank you, Summers Robot, for doing a very good Sonia impression. I didn't realise that you did good impressions of Sonia's
1: catfishing. She's a robot. She's an FBI robot sent to look for paedophiles on the internet. Do
0: you reckon that's right, isn't yes. it? Yes. Okay, well, well, we'll put that one Only in the, a robot in will go,
1: I think you're hench.
0: <laughs> no, actually, it
1: was... Um, no, yeah.
0: It no. was...
1: Um, she, uh, Max, he he, he called
0: himself hench. He, he kind of was a bit nervous at first, but then he just goes for it. And then um, she's like, "Fit? I think the word you're looking for is hench. No, oh, that's what he said. Oh, yeah, I am I'm, I'm hench. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway... Like
1: Henchman.
0: Yes, he is a henchman, a very henchman. That's
1: the most you can look forward to, Max, is being somebody's henchman. <laughs>
0: well, he's not going to be the brains of the operation, is he? Let's That's be fair. not. <laughs> so, Shona and David at the end of the episode are spying on him, chatting to Sonia and having a more of a giggle about it. And Sonia asks Max, asks Max out, although it says, Watch out to look for my ex Dave. He's massive. I think it must be just something that they give to the kids at the PRU. To to they they make them all huge. They've given some growth steroids. hormone or steroids or something like this. So um,
1: maybe they're like these children will never make anything of themselves academically. So we'll give them steroids and then give them the all, physical advantage like, in life. Workers, um, brickies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Why not? So. Wednesday. There's nothing wrong with learning a trade. Wednesday. And if you're
1: strong, you can pick up bricks easier.
0: Very true. Wednesday, Max says, my, birth, my pipes burst at school, so oh yeah, I can't... That,
1: that's why Shona's having a duvet week.
0: I can't go to school. Um, but also, by the way, David and Shona, please can you stay away for the house because I'm going to make you a special tea.
1: Also, money, please.
0: Money, £20, please, would be lovely. So, David and Shona sneak around the house later and they're just like going, whoop, peering around the door, aren't it. they? The
1: thing is about this, it it, it, totally there was nothing loony tunes. specifically that witty or funny about anything they did. It's more the way they were acting, they and their did. expressions. Yeah, it was their
0: expressions. They're they were really like little good. grown up kids, weren't they, I together? Love them they're together. just having fun they're, together.
1: Yeah, they are adorable. Um,
0: And, and Max is there. In Gail's Wonder Woman apron, and um, before I forget that yes. line that David yes. said later is like, "Oh, Gail's Wonder Woman," and she, well, he says something like,
1: "She walks in the room."
0: she, oh well, yeah, she walks in the room and says, "Oh, I wonder
1: what I'm doing in here," or
0: something <laughs> like that. I, I didn't quite deliver it quite excellent. as well as Jack well, P Shepherd You don't get did.
1: paid the big bucks no, to deliver hilarious lines like Jack P Shepherd, um,
0: does. but that, that that was amazing. Anyway. Mm. Um, Later on, as later on in the episode towards the end, and pot he's made some hot wet he's, rice. Yes, and and they're all enjoying his cooking, and David is convinced that he got a takeaway, but it soon becomes clear that they're just being used as guinea pigs for a certain somebody. Don't just make
1: a pile of rice. Hmm? Don't just make a pile of rice. Is
0: his first go I don't.
1: I know risotto and paella are things, but really, that's just a pile of wet rice.
0: Anyway, after dinner Shona and David are digging for details about this Sonya bird and he tells them that yes, I am trying to woo someone and she is recently single. Pretty much, they just find the whole thing hilarious. It probably is quite. I can totally imagine cute.
1: if you're a parent and your your child is like a teen who's dating for the first time. How how could you resist?
0: The, the thing you know you, could, uh, you react in two ways, don't you? Because there's probably lots of parents that think it's terrifying. Like, well, who are you going to get pregnant?
1: Yeah, I think that the, the parents of of girl childs girl children a bit more cautious.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, and then Friday. We've got this is when Shona's having her duvet week. She's taking some time off work. David decides to um to join her go go back to bed and Kelly tries to ring him doesn't doesn't he she doesn't and then he puts the phone down of her and then kind of sashays back into the he bedroom does dance, doesn't he does great. a little hip wiggle back into I the I just annals. want
1: to ask Shana what she's thinking getting up at half past eight in the morning when she's on a duvet week <laughs> <laughs> that's not commitment
0: um, anyway what what Kelly wanted was to say that Maria hasn't turned up at the salon what's going on this isn't really a max story anymore is it but I'm going to roll with it whatever well so, she's
1: got to work and neither David nor Maria Maria has up. got
0: to do very important council business because bins. she yeah she's got to talk about telling people to put the, the glass in the recycling is
1: this not a normal practice because we have glass bins and i thought but isn't there something weird across the country each council like does something completely crazy and random with their recycling and nobody knows what's going on um
0: maybe i don't know because
1: why is she why is she telling them Put the glass. Boring.
0: Yeah, it was really, really. Boring. Yeah, it was Maria going on about boring. the environment. I know Summer's robot. We all thought it too.
1: Excuse me. Summer's robot is going to trick us into saying caring about the environment is boring because he wants us to end up like the Matrix, where we're all batteries for robots.
0: Affirmative. <laughs> You've you got you got him there, Joe. Oh, they want
1: us to destroy the environment so they can take over because they don't need sunshine <laughs> and happiness because they're robots
0: yeah okay anyway so david and shona are going into speed dial maria clops in you know councillor's uniform saying She's why aren't you smart. at work she did look very smart she ends up chasing him off to work where well, there's a huge queue including brian who wants his eyebrows trimmed and maria's like fine oh, you know, i'd better postpone this council meeting and i can help out as well oh this is this has got a bit dull quickly chop hasn't chop it? chop yeah chop chop let's chop their hair it's and then all...
1: she, she cuts everyone's hair, and then she—I don't know how long this took. And then she says, "Well, I can still make this meeting." Yeah, I know. What are they talking about?
0: Well, there was there's a queue of about four people there, wasn't there? Brian was, I think, the last in the queue. She she d- cuts all their care, hair, and then decides, right well, that, that's enough. That's, that's done for the day. Let's close up." So I don't know. Either Brian had to wait a very long time, or they were only open for about twenty minutes or so. Anyway, Maria makes a quick dash to the meeting, leaving David to do the tidy up. Back home later. David has a bit of a rant to Maria about Shona. The no, other way around. A rant about Maria to Shona. <laughs> um and then and then there's just this scene at the end of the episode or towards the end what of the she's episode saying, where she's going on to environment. Did you know that the energy
1: that you save by recycling one bottle Boring. can power Boring. a 100 watt light bulb Boring. for 4 hours? And Boring. I remembered that fact <laughs> from what she said because uh, I thought well, if that was true, Maria, then nobody would be worrying about their gas bills this year, would they? Summers How robot, insensitive Summers are robot.
0: I wonder what would you do? What would you say to Maria if she came up to you in the street and started banging on about the environment? Do well. Yeah, I think I would as well. Actually. Well, she was
1: explaining to Rita and Cathy the concept of recycling glass. Mm.
0: They were they were a little bit tipsy, weren't they, at the time, which kind of added a little bit of humour to it. But, um, I
1: I like the way you've written in the discussion notes, hench equals strong or muscular.
0: Yeah, that was to remind me at the beginning of the week. So, it's Wonder Woman hench,
1: or is it only a man that can be hench?
0: Hench woman. No, I think... I think... I, I, I don't know. I'm not down with the kids. I don't understand these things. Um, I thought that this was fun. Um... Max is so likable at the moment, and I didn't think that I'd be saying that. What three, four months ago?
1: You wait, you wait till it turns out Sonia when is he was slapping
0: Daniel in the face, or no, that agent. was quite good actually. When he was spiking um, drinks and everything, he was a massive scally. And I, and I think the Max versus Daniel thing just dragged every, everything everybody down around well, it's kind even of like David. Carla who... versus
1: Tracy, nobody asked for it, nobody wanted it, yeah. It made everyone look bad.
0: It did made David look really bad, didn't it? Dragging him into it, being the the pushy parent or whatever. But Max on his own, away from all this, where he's a little bit smitten. I think he's really cute. A little bit vulnerable, actually. darling.
1: Yes, he was mm. a little
0: bit. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm sure it won't stay. He's probably. I don't know whether he's going to end up doing something horrible to to poor Sonia, whether he's gonna um drug her or something with his uh with his internet uh pills, but um yeah for the time being it is fun. And but it's definitely the the reactions of David and Shona that are that are making it. So for great. Me. Because I'm just kind of they're they're being the proxy for the audience, aren't they? And kind mm-hmm. of going, ooh ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. Yeah. I love funny them.
0: stuff. Funny stuff.
1: It is quite funny too because we're kind of like in a weird way like part of all these all these kids that grow up on the street with we're kind of like watching them like a like a distant family member who mm. who very conveniently doesn't have to buy gifts yes um watching them grow up going oh look <laughs> even though it is a bit more difficult to get into that groove when it's a kid that you don't you know oh, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, kind of he's not the same max okay. as he was
0: no um, I don't know whether Summer's Robot has got anything, but he probably f- feels the same way about Max as he does uh, about Shona at the moment. Not Shona, I summer. The old summer. Max. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, anyway, so should... oh, I think I think that Summer's Robot is a bit fed up. Summer with this. Ro- Summer's
2: who, Robot.
0: Who does? Who do you want to talk about now then? Summer's Robot. Leo.
1: Oh, okay. How does he know now. that name? He's, like you say, he's, a, he's, he's a learning. He's so that's his favorite character, I suppose. Yeah,
0: definitely. Leo. Yeah, Leo is his favourite character. It's got to be somebody's favourite character.
1: I like the way he says it.
0: Don't make fun of his accent. No, He's like, very sensitive I'm not about lying.
1: It. I like the way he says Leo. Do it again. Leo. 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 It's like it's two syllables.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Who's, Gemma, is this, this, this is you talking about Leo's home brew haha. Right, ha.
1: okay, let me talk about it then. Monday. Leo's been brewing beer in the cellar for weeks. How exciting. Daisy clearly thinks he's a freeloader, he needs to get a job. Leo comes in and he says, Guess what, everybody, I've got an interview tomorrow. Um, Newton and Ridley want them to put milk stout on as their
0: Bring back Henry. Yes, I thought I thought as well. Summer's robot. They mentioned Newton and Ridley. This would have been the perfect opportunity for George Stanks to have come back on Coronation Street in the role of Henry Newton and defended the honour of his uh, of his company's beer. Don't you think?
1: Yes. Why not? Because I, I said it.
0: Yes, I did take your idea there, but I definitely agreed <laughs> with it.
1: <laughs> so day one, Nina Ridley saying, right, the guest beer is milk stout. Which I think, what what um what YouTube upload did we do?
0: Ena Sharples.
1: So we definitely talked about what milk stout was and why it doesn't exist anymore. And I think it genuinely had milk in it at one point, and everyone yeah. was like, "This should be illegal."
0: This is one of those things that they put into the script as a bit of a wink and a nod to the old curry fans, isn't it? Occasionally, they'll do it. They'll make a reference. It's a bit like Gail's olives, isn't it? That you can have have Gail talking about olives, and to most viewers, that will be like, yeah, whatever, but uh, the people who are in the know, we go, ah, yeah, Gail and her olives, I get it, so Milk Stout is very, very retro callback, because that's what Ina and Minnie and Martha used to drink round in the snug, didn't they, so I appreciated that, and in fact, I found this whole story very kind of classic Cory feeling, it was just, you know, people in the Rovers, the Rovers team, if you like, a bit like, you know, not, I mean, it's, it's not the same as, and Annie and Betty and Fred or anything like that. But it felt like a really nice little escapade for the Rovers lot and I appreciated it.
1: Would you like me to tell you what Milk's Doubt is? I thought is? you might
0: have some comment about that but if you want to tell me about what Milk's Doubt is are you, you saying? go right ahead. What are you saying? Classic Corrie...
1: Yeah, it's
0: a nod, isn't it? It's like a, It's like a... Do you remember Milk Stout? No, no, I've moved on from talking about that. I was talking... of Sorry, I don't... even were looking at your Wikipedia. I was just saying about the fact that it was nice having little comedy adventures in the Rovers. Yes, And it, it felt was. very old school.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Affirmative. Okay, we all agree on that one then. Tell me what Milk Stout is, please.
1: It's a stout containing lactose, which is a sugar that comes from milk. And because you can't ferment it, because yeast can't... Beer yeast can't ferment it. It stays in the beer... And um, they used to give it to nursing mothers to increase their milk production. That's hilarious. Um, And apparently Mackeson's stout is a milk stout, which is still available. And um, it's being revived by craft breweries. Oh,
0: well, there we go.
1: So that explains why they put it on. It's not just a nod and a wink. It's a real thing that people drink. Nice nice little poem there, Gemma. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, Jenny's not really keen about it. Uh but Brian's like, yeah yeah, let's do let's let's have like a let's have a- t- an ale tasting so Jenny says instead of doing the um the milk stout, I'm gonna put Leo's ale on the guest pump, and it's called Eisen sour a
0: heat pump then gemma
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it's like what what
1: <laughs> um, uh Jenny and Daisy are on Wednesday trying this Eisen sour craft beer and um it doesn't look they like they They put it they in the teapot, it. don't they? That which I thought funny. was a very timely nod to Paddington Bear drinking tea from the tea, the spout of the teapot for the Queen's yes. Jubilee. <laughs> and I, I, I
0: love this. It was, yeah.
1: It was, it, you're right. It was pouring a cup of,
0: silly, of ale into a tea and then, Um,
1: But, well, you know, fun and absorbing to watch because yeah, that, of how good the characters and their, are.
0: Their reactions when they took it were just like... A, the the, the look of disgust brilliant
1: so he comes leo comes in and he's like oh um i've got this interview and i might take some of this beer with me to impress them like don't do that (laughs) so he goes off without it and says oh i'm really looking forward to the tasting tonight and daisy and jenny are like what the hell are we gonna do now brian comes in and he's like i can't wait for this beer tasting and uh jenny says
0: kathy all dolled up hasn't that later sorry I, will, I don't I know. Same day, I don't know.
1: Yes, so day. Jenny, Jenny panics and says, "Oh, we're not, we're not doing that anymore." And uh, Daisy says, yeah, it turns out that Newton really don't like it when you just put any old thing in a pump." <laughs> Brian <laughs> says, "Oh, I told um, Kathy that we were going to go out this evening and have fun." And uh, Jenny's like, "Oh, okay then." I don't really understand what happened here, but then, um, well, no, yeah, they say, "Well, well let's just back. make
0: it a little private." Tasting. Oh, okay.
1: Jenny, Leah comes back to the interview and it's, it's done really well and Jenny's like oh I don't know how to break it to him that he's crap at brewing beer. I don't know why he would think his first beer would be that good. Can, still... can he not deal with disappointment? No,
0: his he's mum, his mum probably put all his paintings on the fridge when he was a little boy.
1: He's a grown man I don't this is the first time he's ever tried anything and it not worked. Because I thought <laughs> he tried to stop it from falling down a sinkhole because that was actually his job. But he didn't do very well at like that, did Somebody he? Somebody
0: told him, like, you've been in the show for eight, nine, ten months now, and you're gonna have your own little story line now, Leo. And he's like, "What could possibly go wrong? I'm gonna make the best damn beer ever."
1: I feel like the way that Jenny's also supporting him, getting getting a job, considering how desperately he failed her the first time around, murdering her husband in a in a sewer pipe because <laughs> of his incompetence. Yeah. What job is he trying to get? Because he was wasn't
0: a surveyor of some said. description.
1: Um, and he's like, oh, I should have... D- Prostitute.
0: Summer's <laughs> <laughs> robot. Come on, you've got sex on the brain, You're going to get us in
1: trouble. Um, Leo... Oh, Ma- Michael, you thought you were right. <laughs> it wasn't me, it was Summer's robot. <laughs> so if, Leo, if Leo's trying to get a job, so I would assume that his this is a skilled profession, right?
0: <laughs> <Prostitute>. No! <laughs> <laughs> Carry on.
1: Is it? Okay, forget it. <laughs>
0: no, 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 go on.
1: Jenny agrees oh, that they so can have a thingy thing. Brian comes in to get his pint and it looks like they've given him the wrong thing And because he tells Leo it's amazing. It's much better than Newton and Ridley's. And Leo's really chuffed because it looks like he's definitely going to get his job, although maybe he should become a professional brewer because of how good his beer is. Yeah, he
0: comes back from the interview, thinks it's all go well, hasn't it? And, and then when he finds out that... Cause did it did he say it? No, he was going to take some of his eyes and sour I along. said that
1: earlier, but you're too busy yeah, no, looking I'd, at your robot.
0: i look at my robot if I wanted. Brian it's a very well-made And
1: Kathy's um, trying to... Getting miffed off because she thought she was going to go out for a fancy night out. And then... Um,
0: Joe? Joe? Leo. Um, Leo. I think Neil's yeah, awesome getting correction. mad
1: because she's trying to convince him to not become act, a brewer and actually just get a job. And he realizes that Daisy actually switched the pipes over, and all of everyone's, all the stuff that Brian thought he was drinking was actually Neil and Ridley's. And nobody's been drinking his eyes and sour. And then he takes a drink of it and he just walks off without a word, like, oops. (laughs) He realises how awful it is. And then Daisy mouths sorry to Jenny. And the way they both look at each other was absolutely amazing. And honestly, Daisy... Just gets better every episode, and putting her and Jenny together was such a fantastic idea because they spark so well together. I I love both of them, and I think that um Charlotte Jordan is fantastic. Oh, she, She's she, so it, good.
0: It took so long to get there. You literally we I That's could right. not stand Daisy for That's the right. first year.
1: That's right. What. I give a compliment and you just crap all over the place.
0: No, I'm saying that I am wrong. I have seen the error of my ways. I have grown as a Corrie viewer and now I think that Daisy is wonderful. It just took her shutting up about what an arse Johnny was and how Jenny should leave him. Um, And and now she's great. So So Can
1: I ask you whether it was worth killing Johnny off just to make Daisy um, a likeable character?
0: No, I still wish Johnny was here.
1: Friday, Brian is still banging on about Cornwall. It's very warm. He wants to move. Uh, he gets narky with Cathy because she's not interested. And then Kathy talks to Evelyn and Rita about how Brian wants to move. And she says, maybe we should do something exciting. What about this cocktail course that Daisy's um, putting together? And Daisy's like... You, you don't want to come to this.
0: That was I loved how she was like, she couldn't say why. Nope. Was like, I, I was expecting oh. so many more. I mean, you're just too... Because it was, it was Evelyn and... She's so good. Evelyn and Kathy and Rita, all the oldies. Sorry, Melanie Hill, I don't include you quite as much in there. All having a drink in there. And I think she was uh, wanting to entice the, the younger, hipper, maybe, dare I say, hencher clientele to take part in but, this cocktail-making course.
1: Back in the back, where the, the sort of the dawn of cocktails was kind of like you know the nineteen twenties, thirties, which is when Rita was born.
0: That's very true, so... actually. I tell you what. Um, I, I mean, I'll tell you who would be really good also at making cocktails because we've seen him do it. The the, the creator of the Uber Duber,
1: uh, Henry who... Newton.
0: Don't you think that would be good? Bring back Henry. Exactly. Bring back Henry. He could run this cocktail course. Just, they're just missing so many opportunities for bringing back Henry onto the, onto the show, honestly.
3: Um, get your act
0: together, yeah, Coronation Street. You want to see him again.
1: Then we get a intriguing development at the very end, which was like a cliffhanger, when Cathy comes back to the cabin and Brian had been like, packing a bag or something and she opens it. She finds a collection of worrying-looking letters. Now, what is it? What There's is it? Man. Is it like Bill's? Are Cathy and um, Kathy and Brian Brian in money money trouble? And are they gonna have to sell up, or has he bought? Has he bought a sweet shop in Cornwall like he oh, said he maybe was going he to? Has. Um, is he writing to a lady who owns a sweet shop in Cornwall, trying to woo her so he can go and live with oh, her? Oh, yeah,
0: yes, he got his own little Cornish bell down there.
1: Mm.
3: Oh,
0: maybe. Um, I don't know, I've literally got no theories, I've not had any chance to think about this one. But The way it looked, it looked like they were like of letters, didn't they? I, didn't, and, I couldn't on, really on, tell,
1: on it was like a, I, I, it a was
0: strange
1: a, stack of letters.
0: Yeah, but when you have a strange stack of letters, that to me immediately screams out secret correspondence, secret love. But I don't think Brian's got a woman right. down in the, in the, uh, the South West, Um I don't know. But anyway, things aren't looking so good for Brian and Kathy at the moment, are they? It seems very um, out of nowhere that they're having these relationship issues. But hey, that's what happens when you don't show a couple literally in more than five scenes in a year. They have, other life, um, they have another life that goes on off screen. So maybe they've been feeling this way for a while. Maybe um, Brian
1: know. has been um, chatting women up by going... Oh, which way round do you put your jam and your cream? Maybe I always put my jam first, like the Queen. (laughs) And they're like, oh yeah.
0: Maybe that's Um, how we
1: do it in Cornwall. I
0: I think we're missing out the fact that Leo had a story this week. He's had nothing to do forever. Did you any any develop thoughts about Leo this week, Gemma?
1: Where did the name Eisensauer come from? Is it just that it sounds funny because?
0: Well, it was a sour beer. He knew that he was brewing, and he's not that great at making puns. Sorry, I don't know. I can talk, and and that was about it. I think. I just. I don't know. I, it, it didn't. This this storyline didn't do any. Um, it didn't make me like Leo anymore. Well, I
1: found the link, Michael. Yeah. What? There is um, a centre for rehabilitation called uh, in Manchester called the Eisenhower Centre.
0: Oh, it's got to be that then, hasn't it? You're right.
1: Unfortunately, it is in America. Oh. Um, so it's probably not the same thing.
0: Do you, is this the end of Jenny and Leo? What he was is his job off. going to be? <sighs> Will honestly, he ever
1: brew his another beer again?
0: No, I don't know. I just, I just think that. Um, Why Leo can't needs men to go accept away.
1: failure?
0: Leo has absolutely no use in the for show. He's a waste of time. Tell you what, get though. rid of him.
1: He's proper hench.
0: Proper, don't you think? He is very, very hench. I have to say, but no, honestly. Can you say um,
1: proper hench or is very hench or just hench?
0: I don't know. He's extraordinary. Is he henchly hench? hench? Yes.
1: I don't think they say hench anymore.
0: Mm. Well, whatever. I, 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 am good for him for getting a few scenes, but you still not made me feel anything towards him, and I don't know why Jenny is lumbered with this luggish lump of the Leo. Hench. So that just leaves the Fizz and Phil story, which wasn't particularly very much, but they're doing this a is bit too long. What is?
1: this podcast
0: no it's not it's fine it's too long it's fine um fizz and phil are planning their wedding in the cafe on friday bernie's they're not manages... having
1: a wedding in the cafe they're planning the wedding yes, that's what i said but they're in the cafe yeah. i know but you make it sound like they're planning wedding. their cafe cafe wedding what,
0: like roy and Haley had their wedding number one
1: that was so romantic
0: bernie wangles herself an invite fizz is a bit mad that was
1: hilarious it's,
0: yeah i <laughs> know
1: no, she... if you ever plan a wedding you'll know this happens People invite themselves.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, anyway, she she also talks to Phil about a massive crack. But also,
1: if anybody's having a wedding, can I come?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: haven't been to a wedding, but... We
0: haven't, have we? Well, Jolly long time. Anyone want to get married out there? Anyone? Anyone? Along? Anyone on the South Coast, maybe? We can travel. Um, she, she says that there's a crack in the hall, uh, in the lounge ceiling, so can you please I see like to my story. crack, please? Um, Shut up. Phil... Can you feel him a crack in? No. And what? he then goes to back home to sort her out. No. sort it out. So what? Don't tell me no. He's such a killjoy. Um, later on, he comes back into the um, cabin. He manages to find her there. I don't know how he knows that she's there. But he's all covered in um, milky caramel paint. And um, what happened was that he was trying to investigate this crack, made it worse, hole in the ceiling. He was trying to um, to, to reenact... The, the classic Corrie waterbed scene with with Derek and uh, and Reg and Maureen. But it but helps it be just, on screen. Yeah, it just, it just ended up with him covered in a few spots of paint. And it also went all over the wedding invites, which kind of sucks. They've got this whole huge, massive house. What are the chances that the wedding invites would be in the, probably, what, square metre or two that this paint fell in? Anyway.
1: Well, she tells Tyrone and Evelyn about this and she moans and then um, Tyrone offers that she can come and stay with them and she laughs and it's like don't worry I'll find somewhere in my mansion that's not covered in paint.
0: I know she says I really want to plan my wedding but I can't possibly do it with the house with all the building work going on. I think you probably could Fizz but never mind it's just an excuse to get you back with some more She's time like, with oh, Tyrone isn't takes it? takes so
1: long to get to Cardiff and
0: back. Tell you what Sean and Beth were being Beth? you know unsurprisingly bitchy and nasty where Fizz was trying to angle um, trying to wangle herself a a, a place on their sofas or whatever wasn't she she was like oh anybody at the factory anybody want to um, offer me a place to live Uh, maybe and Sean's like oh no I can't we're so full up at Eileen's house and Beth's like oh no I can't because Peanuts got got her extra room or something Well, they've just been a bit mean so yeah of course it just means that she winds up with Tyrone's house and there was a funny little scene at the end of the episode where Evelyn's a little bit tiddly isn't she and um, p- p- Tyrone, yeah, staying. she does. That's right. Tyrone says you can stay, and she politely declines. But she's gonna be there. She's she's she'll be sleeping there Monday. If you've night.
1: got a house as enormous as Phil's house, which looks easily to have five bedrooms minimum, mm. and you and you're doing all of it at once, and there's nowhere to stay that isn't a building site. You're doing it wrong. You're
0: doing it wrong, yeah. Yeah, house buying, you're doing it wrong. And that Lee, takes us to the end of this very whimsical street talk. Yes,
1: it was so whimsical and funny. It
0: was great, I enjoyed it this week. We're not having
1: the robot back.
0: We are having the robot back. Let's have the robot back, because we need to know what the robot thought of this week. We need to... Summer's Robot, who was your character of the week, please? Dirk. Okay, interesting choice. He wasn't in, it. He wasn't Take another in one. it. But you can have it. Leo. Yeah, oh, you can oh, have right. Leo as your character of the week. Fine, whatever, Summer. I'm surprised you didn't pick your creator, Summer. Give a bit of support to the home team, but... Okay, fine. Um...
2: I prefer the old Summer. Oh.
0: oh, yeah, that would make sense, yeah. we am get Matilda Freeman back, maybe. No,
2: no
0: okay. chance. Okay, okay. No, maybe not. Um, okay, um, what about you, Gemma? Do you have a
1: character of the week this week? Toya. Why? Because I love her, and I <laughs> want to protect her. No, maybe it should be Leanne.
0: She was, yeah, she didn't, Toy didn't need your protection. She's got Leanne.
1: I think maybe Leanne. So, I'm sorry, Georgia Taylor.
0: You give it to Imran week. She's listening. Last
1: week. She, she's listening going, What?
0: What do I have Snatching to do to get character my, of the week? From my
1: grasp again. <laughs> I'm assuming there's going to be more drama next week with Imran's funeral. Yes. But I just, I, w- I will say, actually, genuinely, I loved Leanne this week. I don't have a, a real sister and I would love to have um, somebody have my back in the same way that Toya and Leanne have each other's backs, even though they're not really uh, related to each other. I just love them. I love how they fight for each other. I love seeing Leanne's power of evil bitch being used for good, (laughs) although lots of people would not agree that that was what was happening. I think you're going to eat crow when the real cause of the crash is discovered. So don't get too cocky about hating Twitter because you're going to be eating your words. And that's my prediction.
0: So you got Leanna's character. Yes. I don't think I'd pit Leanna, though I totally um, agree with you with what you said. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's it could be Toya, but then Toya did spend most of Wednesday's episode not in it.
1: Well, she was having a proper duvet week.
0: She she was wasn't she? That honestly, that scene where she was lying there crying and looking at the oh. empty cot on the end of Wednesday's episode. Bloody hell, that was brilliant. The, the it, by far by a landslide, the performances that 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 stood out head and shoulders above everybody else this week were were Georgia Taylor and just her crying.
1: She's so good. She's
0: ripped and, and, and the, cra- the crash scene where she oh. watches the CCTV it was brilliant I loved her is she my character of the week though um, because I, I enjoyed a lot of this week I enjoyed Adi I think he was very honourable Adi trying to take the rap for, um, for Summer's cheating good on you Although, don't
1: bother don't do it for, a, for a girl don't encourage an
0: exam deception um, I enjoyed Frank I enjoyed George actually You um, can't give
1: it to Frank because he's an evil bully
0: is he though I, en- I well, thought. I that wish
1: we'd paid more attention to the song that he was singing. I,
0: th- I thought that Jenny and Daisy were very strong. I thought Shona was absolutely brilliant.
1: Was brilliant. Shona and David together. You know I've never been convinced, but I could be persuaded. Just saying.
0: I am going to take a risk here. <gasps> and my risk is that I think probably... <gasps> Toya might get character of the week another week because I think she's probably got quite a lot to come. Uh-huh. And I just really want to give it to Shona because I love Shona, Shona. so much this week. wow, wow, wow! Can well, I give it to know, Shona?
1: Shona is charming, I will say. She's charming, she's fun. She's, you know, a bit feisty. She likes a duvet. You can't relate to that. I certainly can.
0: I, I'm really glad that they, they dialed down Shona on her post in a box craziness. She's pretty much back to old Shona now, really, isn't she? good for her. See, I would
1: maintain this pretense for the rest of my life that I didn't understand social social cues or, like, whether or not I was being rude by taking the mick out of somebody.
0: Mm, yeah, I know, just for laughs.
1: Well, just, just to excuse my bad behaviour and poor social skills.
0: <laughs> um, okay, well, there we go. Shona and, um, Leanne as character of the week. What? Sorry. But...
1: Scores on the doors. Uh... Um,
0: what shall we score it? Um, Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't actually thought of a score this week. So last week we gave it, I gave it a four last week, I think. This week was pretty strong. I think that if today's episode had carried on the the high standard and interest and everything that I got for the rest of the week, I'd have maybe given it a four again. But
1: But It it, it was quite a varied, I like the way it was quite a varied week. It felt like lots of different things happened. Yeah. It wasn't just like the normal, this is the main story and then these are the additional stories. No. I felt like it kind of like blended throughout the week of mm. different things being more important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it did. It did. I'm I'm going to go three and a half, but it was a very strong three and a half and I'll probably regret it and think it should be four later. I think it's three I and a half. I am going to give it three and a half. If you hair's here, Sean, I'll break your legs, conversations. And that was one of the things that Frank said this week. I think, or was it Eileen?
1: No, he said, is this a, if you hurt Sean, I'll break your oh, legs conversation yeah. to yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Did that's what friend. it is.
0: Yeah, so I'm giving it three and a half. If you hurt Sean, I'll break your legs conversations out of five. <laughs> what about you?
1: I thought one of the notes that you've put down is, um, a, a, you've put in slice of foot in mouth cake, which is what Sean said to Eileen, but I thought it said slice of fruit in mouth
0: cake. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you scoring it?
1: I'm going to score it three and a half sympathy lasagnas. Nice.
0: Yeah, because
1: think. you might not want to eat a whole one.
0: No, definitely not. Um, Summer's robot. Do you have a score for this week? One. Well. Oh, one. Oh, well. One. Oh well, they can't win them all. I enjoyed it, but you know, different strokes for different folks. eh? Are you done? Yeah. Let's move on to some news. Right, it is time for the news. News time, everybody. What has the Coronation Street cast been doing this week? apart from that they have been doing lots of other things including some more award nominations Remember, it's the TV Choice Magazine Awards coming up later this year don't know when it is September-ish, maybe. I don't know, but you've got a couple of votes, uh, a couple of months now to put your votes in for TV Choice Magazine Awards. When is TV
1: Choice Magazine going to cover the Conversation Street Awards?
0: I don't know, but until we
1: cover their stupid awards, we do, don't we? I mean, highly respected awards that everybody wants to win.
0: They totally do. Well, there's some good, some good, um, good actors. I think there's a really nice long list this this year.
1: TV Choice Long List Best Soap: Cory. Yes. What are you going to do? I'm not doing anything. Best Soap Actress Male, Chris Gascoigne, <laughs> Alan, Alan Housel and Charlie DeMello. Best Soap Actress Female, Carly, Sally, Carly, Carly Salmon. Oh, I've written this wrong. <laughs> Carly Salmon. <laughs> Carly
0: Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that her, um...
1: <laughs> that's her real name and Sally Carmen's her stage name. <laughs> she's like, no one will take me seriously when I'm called Carly Salmon.
0: Well, I think that that's maybe her, um, yeah, she's using him for her... After hours, that it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't need to press that button again. <laughs> so, Summer's is David. So, Summer's Sunny, Robot is Carmen,
1: apart. Jenny McAlpine, and Georgia Taylor and the shortlist will open on the 9th of August.
0: Yeah, so so got until can we vote of... on this long list? We, Can We can we can we if you go to uh, uk, you can take a vote and there's another really difficult one. I know, I'm loving I love Carly. All, all Carly Salmon is my new favorite choreographer. <laughs> I mean, it's the British Soap Awards tomorrow so I hope that um Carly Salmon gets a shout <laughs> out. I hope we get to I hope we get to see what oh, Carly I hope... Salmon's wearing.
1: Hopefully, hope that Schofield award gives her the award.
0: Yeah, for for best, best dressed, soap name. No, best
1: dressed salmon. <laughs>
0: um, this is cool. Look
1: at these. These brilliant actors and
0: actresses. That are up. Yep, How on earth fantastic. do I choose between these people? Now, out of all of these, Chris Gascoigne or Peter is the character that I care about the least, I suppose. But I'm not. I will not say that he's not a brilliant actor because he really is i really think that chris is amazing but no, if
1: you
3: want
0: alan Halsall, love tyrone charlie de obviously i have voted for him i have voted i voted for charles there and i encourage you all do the same because he's lovely and he gave up about three hours of his evening last saturday um, to chat with me
1: also he is the best soap a- actress male. actor male yeah no, uh, what best soap actress male
0: Okay, we going with that. Are we Fine. Yes. Um Yes. Why he not? It's not just because he's our friend. He is amazing, and he's out amazing. of these, honestly, out we're of only these, we friends
1: with people that are amazing. So. Out
0: of these three, particularly, he has had the most to do, and he's he fantastic. has done the best job this year. So why wouldn't you vote for Charlie? DeMello? I know
1: that Peter's got loads of fans, and he can be amazing. But even Peter fans must acknowledge that he has not had enough to do. To, no,
0: he's all this year.
1: Uh, don't need to go that far
0: well he had a he had a liver transplant. Mr mm. Mr. Thorne got a shout out in this week's curry, oh, didn't yes. he That's right, Peter was saying to Adam um, what's stop, going on with that storyline stop line?
1: passing around and get on my case
0: yeah yeah um, anyway and look at the actresses the Sally Carmen, Jenny McAlpine Georgia Taylor I tell you what I was so chuffed to see Jenny McAlpine get a nomination for this cause I know I, what a wonderful I've never hidden tree, how much I absolutely adore Fizz great, and Jenny are McAlpine is a very so very talented. lovely person and I think that she is severely underrated it's not who's the underrated. nicest actor no she's not I, I, I was just going to say I think she does an awesome job on the show as well she's been brilliant in the Phil storyline I think she is so so strong um, And but you know, oh, to, to choose between her and Sally Carmen and Georgia Taylor again I have voted for Georgia Taylor that's not going to be a surprise for anybody because she is a big uh, supporter of the well, podcast also Sally Carmen actually she's pretty yeah, good Sal- at liking our Carly tweets Carly
1: Summer's never going to listen to the show again
0: no sorry Carly but um, anyway you listeners can vote for whoever you want to um to vote for. Yeah, we'll for. let you. Yeah, um, Summer's robot, who did you <sighs> vote for? Dirk interesting i didn't know that he was out there i must have missed that when i was copying the uh, the nominees you didn't down. transcribe it probably didn't transcribe it i, I can i can i revoke can i pick dirk instead of charlie Dimello? mello all right Gemma, i don't know whether you go i don't think you're gonna like this i think it's a little bit weird but you know simon gregson just recently we saw him donning a mask for the um celebrity who's that wearing a mask and dancing around like a pillock on stage we did talk about that on the podcast didn't we what simon gregson doing his the masked celebrity thing on stage the
1: masked sing- singer yeah
0: masked singer was he that's on
1: it. that yeah yeah he, he, I he was
0: on the stage version being very embarrassing was he? well he's going to be dressing up as a drag queen for Lorraine Kelly's new show um, which is called Queens for the Night, and it's going to be him and a load of other um, midlife crisis celebrities, I'm going to say, dressing up in ladies' clothing and um, and dragging it up for the evening.
1: And I'm sure not at all relying on incredibly sexist stereotypes to get a cheap laugh out of women.
0: I'm sure there won't be any of that, but um, it's on later on in the year, so I don't think I'm particularly interested in seeing that myself, but... Um, some of you might, some of you might like that, that kind of thing. So you go for it. Lorraine Kelly's certainly excited about it. Who's the host for it? Did I say that? I don't know.
1: Lorraine Kelly. She says, "I'm so excited." I'll call, I'll,
0: do you can do you know, use your amazing Scottish accent that it's we are all...
1: insulting to people. No, they love it. They don't.
0: Okay, you tell me in in plain speak. what No, did Lorraine it's Kelly Kelly not say? plains.
1: It's my it's my accent. Okay, it's no it's. Lorraine Kelly says, I'm so excited to be hosting this show. I am a huge fan of drag and cannot wait to see a host. That's weird because she used a host again in a different way. Cannot wait to (laughs) see a host of well-known stars embrace this uniquely wonderful and uplifting skill. It's a show that will have humour, warmth and above all, lots and lots of glamour. I can't wait to get started.
3: Mm -hmm. And Melanie
1: C is going to be one of the judges. Melanie C is one of the judges. it's coming out later in the year. Um, and I'm sure that they will have singing.
0: They probably. will probably do singing and, and, and fashion. Kind of, will they have uh, to will, make around. their own
1: outfits? Or will they have to do their own Quite makeup?
0: possibly.
1: If they have to do their own makeup, it's going to be crap, isn't it?
0: Yes. But they did get... A, Simon Gregson would have had his practice for that during COVID, wouldn't they? It's cheating. Yeah. Anyway. It's like...
1: It's like um, it's like dancing on ice. What? Oh, I don't, it's not a transferable skill that I know how to dance normally.
0: (laughs) Totally. What about a transferable skill that I always drag the scenes down the time (gasps) in?
1: (laughs) No. It's going to be like, oh, I usually do, I usually do my wife's makeup, but now it's backwards on my face. so It's not transferable skill.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. As you can maybe tell, we're not particularly fans of that brand of entertainment. That's not,
1: that's not true. Oh. What, what do you mean brand of entertainment?
0: Well we just not not we don't not... I
1: don't like reality shows about people Celebi- I don't like celebrity reality shows.
0: No, we're not a big fan of them, but anyway Unless
1: uh, somebody it's I actually happening. like is in it.
0: It's happening. Well Melanie C's in there, you don't hate her.
1: Um no, I do hate her. <gasps> don't. Can I say can I say a rude word begin with W?
0: Um I don't know. What? We'll no. get ready
1: with the bleep button because she said that people that believe in UFOs are wankers, oh, I and I took, that.
0: To I took bleak that, bleak that. I took that personally. I can't be bothered to. Because UFOs are real. Did she say that? Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. This is
1: like when I was talking to Sally and Matthews about ghosts, and she was like, "You don't believe in ghosts, <laughs> do you? Like, are you mad?" <laughs> um, but Okay.
0: Like,
1: but there might be. There might be. I know ghosts are real, so I don't need to justify myself <laughs> to anybody.
2: Mouth but
0: yeah, I no, agree. they're true. They're but real. Ghost dap- and ghosts
1: and, and aliens.
2: And if there's a ghost, if there's an alien, and you're like,
1: real oh, it can't be detected by any normal means. Do you know what that is? What? It's the it's an alien's ghost.
0: Okay. Interesting ghost of an theory. Alien.
1: And that's why Nessie, you can't find Nessie because it is the ghost of a dinosaur.
0: Okay, okay. Let's
2: move on to the next story.
0: think I agree with you, Summer's Robot. Um, Gemma, Chris Fountain. This um, is gossip. This is... toast. No, it's not. He's been on another podcast. I don't know what's wrong with him coming on our podcast. I'm not surprised. I think surprised. I know why, I know why Chris podcast. Fountain's not coming on this We're podcast. We're too
1: irreverent and he can can't take believe,
0: it. Can you believe it's nearly 10 years since Chris Fountain was fired from Coronation Street because this was like within our First few episodes of the show that um, that he did his uh, well his his online rapping career was uh, was was unveiled and um, he was on the Manx on the Mic podcast just recently which is the one that's hosted by um, is the Tom I think it's Adam. Uh, Thomas and Ryan Thomas, you know, Jason Grimshaw. I think it's his Oh, uh, what?
1: Oh, just using his celebrity connections to try to get celebrities on his show, just to try and make it better.
0: Yes. Well, he's, he's got Chris Fountain this week. He used to play Tommy Duckworth on Coronation Street. I
1: really think they should bring to- back Tommy Duckworth well, as I a d- character.
0: I, I, I don't know whether they should bring back Tommy Duckworth, but we were watching um, on classic Coronation Street on ITV3 this week. They've, they've reached the 40th anniversary, and you know when... Uh, Vera was getting her kidneys, kidney whipped out. <laughs>
1: Kidley,
3: <laughs> <Kidly.
0: laughs> <laughs>
1: get, get your kidneys out, darling.
0: <laughs> to to give to um yes what, someone what was else. Her face? One of one of Terry's numerous offspring. Yeah, like if you're not going to bring back Terry Duckworth, you could possibly bring back a Duckworth by bringing back anyone
1: who's got kidneys. Brad
0: or the other one that's in in there so anyway chris fountain has he's just been talking about how much of a rubbish decade he's been having really i kind of feel bad for him Um, he says my biggest regret is not to do with losing my job but that i've hurt and let down so many people including those in a vulnerable situation and i'm so very deeply ashamed of this work-wise at the moment it's bleak and i'm not getting jobs because of that or am i not getting jobs because i'm not as good an actor as i once thought i was don't know if I'll ever find out that answer. Just because that happened, I can't go right. I need to stop being an actor now because I've been an actor ever since I was ten years old. Well, don't let your rap videos where you're a little bit misogynistic leak uh, really online. Still be learning mm, uh, that misogyny 10 is years still later. very
1: much in great fashion, Chris. You just picked the wrong sort, mm. unfortunately. Um, I I don't. I think it was stupid, and it was. A stupid joke that really was very. Tasty. I do as well. And honestly, your I button do. is the same thing. You're going to have us on on a podcast. Don't press it. You're going to have us on a podcast. I don't have any
0: buttons. It's a robot.
1: That I we're going to have to apologise for your stupid no, no, misogynistic, no. Buttons. <laughs>
0: misogynistic buttons. Misogynistic um, buttons. I do honestly feel bad. Like it, well, it, it was a thing, silly right? mistake he made. But ten years later, if he's still like his bills, like his you... life is ruined, I think maybe. Uh, oh, this I is why you
1: just employ yourself, and then you can't be fired. Yeah, nobody can fire us off for of this podcast.
0: Nope, you can't <laughs> fire me. Uh,
1: no, it's true. I've tried. <laughs> um, it is. Who was he? Was I don't know. I
0: mean, this is just a trial period. It was
1: such it? a it was such a laughably stupid comment as well, wasn't it? The the thing that he got he got fired for saying.
0: Well, he said a variety of things. It was wasn't it just that having... one thing. I don't what the rape are you on your birthday thing. I I think there was more it's than so that. It's so stupid. It's just the most stupidest Very thing stupid.
1: ever. You've like it's like of all the lame, stupid things to get fired for saying. I can't believe it. Mm. I don't know if it was more. It I, he was it was in general a bad. I
0: do. It was, um, but yeah. Anyway, you, you, I can't find. It wasn't you...
1: even a good rap.
0: No, it was no MNL. But he's apologetic was it? It was no about slim it. I can't shady. see it.
1: can't. I mean, I'm good at holding grudges, but I don't hold a grudge mm-hmm. against Chris Fountain.
0: Do you think that we could fire Summer's robot from this podcast yes. because uh, he is on just a trial period? Shut up, Michael. That's not going to do you any good, actually, Summer's robot. Um, you, you, I might have to review your position here. Um, after we've recorded this episode. Do well.
1: Yeah, um, we just edited Shadow. How dare you
0: like edit him out? I let you come on the podcast today and you're just insulting me. Well, I'm fed up with well, this. I th- do you want to move I on? I just
1: think I just think Chris Chris found him, um, I think he just lost momentum. I don't I'm not sure that people are still holding this against him. No. But I just think if you had the choice of like, I can hire somebody who didn't make a rap about rape and someone who did
0: <laughs> who would you go for? <laughs> Yeah. Unless, mean, you're, I,
1: unless you're doing some kind of rape rap, you might want his expertise.
0: Mm. I think the part of the problem is as well, Tommy Duckworth wasn't that great a character, was he? I'm and not, when I he can't. left, I wasn't like, oh no. It's not like, you know, maybe other characters, sorry, other actors that we've actually quite enjoyed and they had their contracts terminated at Coronation Street. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a shame that nobody that happened. was, that,
1: maybe was tra- Nobody was traumatised that... Tommy Duckworth
0: no didn't fulfill his and nobody was begging stories. for a recast of Tommy Duckworth either although yeah sometimes recast works sometimes they work just fine anyway that this is it. I remember news.
1: him being handsome and dull a bit like he was Sam totally Kingston. handsome
0: and dull well ha- totally dull anyway <laughs> i't can can't judge his handsomeness but yes he was Sam, Sam Kingston um, as comparison hench. he was very very I haven't hench. seen him
1: recently. He could have lost I assume his he
0: still is. I assume. Once you once you got a henchness, it, it doesn't stay. Just look at Frank. Oh, sad. Mm. Right, um, Should we go on to the feedback? Yes. Yes. Feedback time. We've got lots of feedback. Thank you again, everybody, that fed back about Charlie DeMello interview last week. It was lovely, and I passed on many of your comments to Charlie as well. He is very honoured and blessed.
1: Please don't forget to constantly praise Charlie DeMello on Twitter or via us because we love him.
0: Yes, he needs to be told. Yeah. Definitely. Summer's Robot would like some feedback this week, please. Did you enjoy Summer's you... Robot on the podcast? Am I what? No,
1: don't don't encourage it. It's like mice. <laughs> what? Don't encourage them. Because they start sewing things and making dresses. <laughs>
0: Last week's Coronation Street was an epic big week, and I was very interested to find out how our Facebook minions would be voting. Oh, Facebook
1: minions! They
0: ended up scoring at four point zero seven out of five, which is yeah, not too bad. Not could have been could have been higher, yeah. Mm. Um, But you know, it got lots of fours and four and a halves. But also some less than fours, <gasps> which just like dragged it down. But um, people anyway. are just
1: sad that Imran died.
0: Well, yes, exactly. I really How can't can believe it. Every time we, I say it, it's
1: like, died. is this the reality that I'm living in?
0: Yeah, and Im- I can't
1: believe it. Inflation, gas prices, war, Imran's dead. I got fill in, fell out.
0: Yep, we are. It's in. really
1: hot. is the worst.
0: We are in a post Imran society situation and you know what those letters spell I'll leave you to think about that one Judith gave last week's episodes four times as long to get home from the police station via a very circuitous route around Manchester out of five. Christina scored it four and a half deleted voicemails which doesn't make you look guilty at all out of five. That's a very good point. Oh, that yeah. hasn't come up this week has it? But get the um, forensic chaps on I'm that. What's going to go on with that? I totally forgot about that. Ricky was my pick of the week this week. Ricky was my picky, and um, that, was, that was he gave it four never before mentioned in 25 years, Battersby Cousins, out of five. Huzzah!
1: Thank you everybody for voting in our poll. Please tell Michael to take this robot out back and shoot it.
0: Do one. Well. Yeah, I agree Gemma, I think that someone's robot is lovely. I have got a comment first from J.A. This is a YouTube comment this week. Ja. Ja. It means yes in German. Ja. And what does Ja have to to say this week? Hello, you lovely people. Hello. That's nice. I live in New York. Well,
1: that's just rubbing it in, isn't it? That's just showing off.
0: I bet J.A. is very jealous about us living in Southampton. We Hampton. live in quaint, jolly old England. Hmm. So how about that? We're connected through the Titanic, aren't we? South yeah, we Hampton are. We never New quite York. got there. No. I started watching British soaps with EastEnders when it first aired here from episode one. Wow. Anyway, during COVID, with time on my hands, I began watching Coronation Street and Emmerdale in February 2021. I watch all three shows on BritBox. Again, we've said Can it we before. How on earth do you watch all of the soaps? I don't know how anyone has enough time Britbox. in their week to be able to do hey, this. Us. Um, I found your Charlie DeMello interview this weekend. That's what brought me here. All I can say is, wow, what a down-to-earth, articulate man he is. Oh, I and it was what a great me. interviewer you are. <laughs> Thanks. I just spent the last two and a half hours listening to this recap. Oh, so this was posted on our Street Talk um, video so for, J. A. for last a. week. J.A. is never
1: going to hear this because we don't put the feedback on YouTube.
0: I don't know. Maybe J.A. will be... Um, inspired. Inspired to listen to, go, to the whole podcast. Wow,
1: YouTube's such an inconvenient method of listening to a That's podcast. That's how all the
0: youth do it these days. I ju- um Anyway, Jaya says, I also believe there is much more to be revealed about the crash. <gasps> After all, it is a soap. Yep. The whole thing ended way too abruptly. Yes. It's too bad See? Imran was killed off as too he bad. was one of my favourites. It's it. nice to know you have a rapport with Charlie, modest and humble with a personality that matches his beautiful face. Big head again, come on. That says a lot. Anyway, I look forward to your next post. Here it is. Where's my
1: praise? What's all this, this is load of crap. This is just about you entirely and how great you are.
0: You weren't in the interview. If you'd like to say something lovely about (laughs) Gemma, please do.
1: I am fishing.
0: She totally is fishing.
1: No, don't, bur- don't bother. Now, I don't care. this
0: one, I don't know if <laughs> this is a long bit of feedback, Gemma. Yeah, we're more okay. than welcome to read it if you want to. But this is from Chris, who went on the Corrie <laughs> tour last Sunday with Mark Llewellyn. And yes. we've been advertising we this a little bit on the podcast this. recently. We, anything Mark
1: Llewellyn gets involved with to do with Corrie, you would be silly to miss out on it if you have the chance to go.
2: Affirmative.
0: Yep, Summer's Robot agrees with this as well. So Chris went on the tour. Jim, would you like have you read this one? Have you seen this email yet? Yes. Well, would you like to read out what Chris has got to say?
1: Is Chris a lady or a dude?
0: Dude.
1: Dude Chris says Yesterday I was one of a coachload of similarly Cory obsessed punters gathered together for Mark Duellin's tour of the street. Or streets offset filming locations. It had been organised as part of a fundraiser for Willowwood Hospice, and it was from their car park that we started our outing. Straight away, let's give credit and gratitude to Robert's Travel of Oldham, who provided the vehicle free of charge, and to Rob, the driver himself, who took good care of us and especially looked after some less mobile and more senior members. Rob, the
0: driver, especially if they're doing it for charity,
1: <laughs> they're like, look, give us the money; it's for the hospice. <laughs> Um, and especially looked after some of the less mobile and more senior members of the party. It wouldn't be possible to cram all the details of an eight hour adventure. Eight hours, everybody. And how much was this? Like 30 quid? 40. It was pretty cheap.
0: 40 pound jewels. For eight hours? Yes.
1: Um... Uh, it wouldn't be possible to cram all the details into a brief email but here as far as i can remember some of the highlights first stop victoria park a place very dear to the heart of tony warren to see a blue plaque commemorating his life and i also stopped outside tony's house something of a grammar pendant he
0: doesn't say that what is it
1: pedant Pedant. yeah that's right like peasant but like annoying
0: (laughs) peasants can be quite annoying (laughs)
1: Um, I was pleased. always coming to I me always, for arms. I don't. This is the trouble with me. I I spend so t- much time, much of my life alone, reading things. I don't know how to say anything to me <laughs> So he's a grammar peasant. He was pleased. <laughs> <laughs> That Mark mentioned having once quizzed Mr. Warren about the absence of an apostrophe anywhere in Rover's return. The reason was that Tony was simply crap at punctuation. Have you seen my autobiography? He said, referring to the similarly apostrophe free, I was Enoch Sharple's father.
2: <laughs> That's
1: quite funny, because we've talked about that, haven't we? Yeah. And how scandalous is. Mark told us about how the Granada TV company was formed, a little bit of history behind the brothers who created it, and the perhaps ethically suspect manner of the deals they made to secure the land for the studios and offices. He knows so much, but if you want to find out more for yourself, you have to get along to his next event. That's what we've been saying. He knows his stuff, does Mark. We stopped at the church used for Hayley and Roy's wedding, and we were treated to a tape recording by the Hez herself. Describing the filming process and discussing the social changes affected by her storylines as we drove around greater manchester mark pointed out a number of civic buildings which have been used as locations for notable weddings council meetings trials and the likes and the like the centrepiece of the tour was always going to be our trip to the street, of course. I'd been before, but would never miss the opportunity to go again. Our guide was very engaging, enthusiastic, and kept everyone feeling very much involved and included, although her script did contain a number of factual inaccuracies, which Mark very discreetly and diplomatically corrected for her afterwards, away from the rest of the party. To be fair, she was about 20 and couldn't be expected to have spotted errors relating to events on a telly show that was running 40 years before she was born. There were no my, major additions to the tri- Cori set from the last time I saw it, so instead I looked for a, the little details like this. I noticed in the cabin window about a missing cat with a fondness for hats. Oh yes, because so Chris that sent us that you some haven't
0: photos as well. Copied.
1: After the official tour, we had an hour's free time to wander around Sulphur Keys before returning to the coach, which was parked up outside a swanky restaurant, which I think was the one where Sophie briefly had a job as manager. Oh, this so that was would be the alchemist. Um, alchemist.
0: Yeah, it probably would have been.
1: Um... In spite of having had no previous administration experience aside from hanging around her dad's garage carrying a clipboard (laughs) we visited a couple of locations used for previous incarnations of the opening credits one of which was right next to the Pot Park better known to you and me as the Red Wreck or the Red Bricks Recreation Ground Here Mark told us a little about how those opening credits had been created reminding us of some notable Red Wreck storylines and let us into a whole host of trade secrets relating to the filming process In the middle of the day, we were joined on the coach by an unexpected guest, the very lovely Hayley Cartwright, a.k.a. Hazel, the street celebrant, who told us lots about the stories in which she'd been involved, including various weddings, naming ceremonies, and, of course, that Cad Lewis's cremation. That was classic. I
0: love that story, That, that scene, I mean.
1: We visited the most used Corrie Church, St Mary's, where all manner of legendary services had taken place and the actual vicar let us in to look around. He was a cheerful chap who was happy to answer questions about at the time so in his place of work. the times his place of work had been turned into a film studio and didn't look at all as if he'd been doing smack all morning. But I was too polite to ask. <laughs> While on our travels, we saw the apartments which had been used for Mike's swanky pad and here, as with the rest of the day, Mark gave us some insight into the local history of the landmarks and districts we were visiting. We saw the stretch of canal where Don Brennan launched Alma and himself into the drink, and of course, our last port of call cool was where Richard Hillman met his maker. It will be fascinating to rewatch those scenes now, with greater knowledge of the route taken and the technical and legal restrictions that had to be negotiated to create the final product. I think that's
0: a kind of similar experience to what we had, because fairly early on in the podcast days, we went on that taxi tour of, uh, of Coronation Street locations. No, that wasn't Mark, but it definitely got us to imagine and see the 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 locations in a different place and even going down there to um Ashton was Ashton where it was the, the canal basin where the uh the uh, the smash took a museum. place yeah there's a museum and everything but to
1: richard Hillman. <laughs> when
0: when we watch the scenes we think oh yeah we know exactly I know where it, it does make is. it, it is a bit 20, different yeah
1: um sorry this has turned into something of an epic but we saw so much and mark provided such a lot of information and insight that it wouldn't have done it justice to condense it down any further and i'm sure i've forgotten loads already anyway every seat on the bus was filled i'm so glad to hear that
0: I'm really, really glad to hear that, yeah.
1: And i glad in the heart to see that there's a market for specialised and niche activity like this, especially for the benefit of such a good cause. The hospice looked like a lovely place where they do absolutely essential work and the staff cope very well when a bus full of telly train spotter types suddenly rocked up at 5pm, all needing the toilet.
0: What a good story. Thank, Thank you, Chris. Chris. I, I, yeah, I must enjoyed have been, reading about that. I'm a little bit jealous that. that I wasn't there, uh, but it was really nice to hear so about good. it. good.
1: Mark is such a fantastic... Wonderful fountain of knowledge about coronations. He's so he just knows it all, does it inside yeah. out. He's so great. We've yeah. met him a few times. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, he's really he's cool. just wonderful really cool and also Willowwood Hospice, a great place. Mm-hmm. Um, we that was also where um the Betlint Lynch Jewelry auction last. Yeah, yeah, for so yeah,
0: earlier this year was it last year? A very year good year.
1: cause and a very fun day it's. Yes, thank you very much. And it's like I felt like I was
0: sitting on your shoulder going, I wish I was really here. Rebecca has written in with her feedback on last week's Coronation Street and said, Overall, I enjoyed this year's Britain's Got Talent Week. I liked that they concentrated on the Abbey story and didn't feature any of the others. I loved Leanne this week standing up for Toya and being there for her. I liked Imran saving Toya and that was a nice moment. I have a feeling that the whole Abbey trying to abduct Alfie will be swept under the carpet. Yes. Unless Someone finds a fake passport. Although I'm pleased, it looks like Abby and Kevin are back together. For some reason, he's never stopped loving her. Probably to do his washing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel
1: like we've really smeared um, Kevin Webster's character and um, practical. It's a catchphrase
0: for the podcast now, isn't it? Yeah, even Summer's robot has picked this up. Um, Yeah, it's funny. Like it feels like because this neither well kevin wasn't in this week at all was he and abby no. only had that scene i think that they've got had plenty of time to burn these uh, passports and if they do end up getting caught with them well it's their well, own fault well i would definitely
1: forgive abby if she's on toya's side and she helps think her she might be. to like raise alfie
0: that's the perfect ending to this for me, because I don't like two of my favourites being at loggerheads. Um, like, like stop you, fighting. Like you, now Michael kiss. Rebecca says, What?
1: <laughs> I really,
0: really want there to be another reason that Imran dies, is it's just very out of character that Toya just slammed the car into it is the building. It's very out
1: of character. It is,
0: and I'm glad that the characters on the street were saying that this week, because so often in these situations people just say, Oh yeah, of course that this person would have done this completely out of character thing. But enough people were saying, hang on a minute, this doesn't sound right this week Wait that makes me minute. think there is more to this than meets the eye um Rebecca continues okay she's angry that Imran lied and that she probably will lose Elsie again but really hmm. mm. I like the flashbacks but I also understand why some people wouldn't as a la Horror Nation Street it wasn't very Corrie I'm going well, if
1: you can disc- if you can go back to like not even a few months ago and say it was like in the show before hmm. maybe it is a bit Corrie
0: very true. Um, I'm going to guess that Toya won't live with the guilt and come to the realisation that Alfie will be better off with Abby and so Toya will be left with nothing again. I love the scene with Toya and Alfie in the hospital. Georgia smashed that scene. Mm. I would have liked some Jubilee stuff too. Possibly could have happened on Friday as a standalone episode. It might have had, uh, had a little bit on Monday but it would feel just like the Jubilee had finished and it would be a little bit weird. Everyone's over it now. They're totally over it. Yeah. My final comment is I think Toya will be arrested, but like you said, the first or second people to be accused eventually don't do it. This
1: is exactly how real-life police work works as well. Yeah, totally. The police are like, never the first person you suspect...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just how it works. <laughs> Common police knowledge.
1: Like, it's never, in the, it's always the last place you look. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So it's always the last person you arrest.
1: Well, it? <laughs> yeah, it literally is. <laughs> um,
0: I think Michael is onto something with the whiskey, but I think the black car is a red herring. Oh, is it not a black herring?
1: No, it's a red herring car
0: <laughs> possibly the shock of the crash coupled with the scaffolding dropping might have caused whatever was put in the whiskey to trigger a reaction early I also think Adam is suspicious too as why was he in the trailer and he does like his whiskey
1: maybe the red herring was put in under the seat of Imran's car yes by a disgruntled client and the stench hit them both as they were driving and, and Toya passed out and hit
0: the wall That was just like, and here's a throwback for you, when Maude Grimes left the corner shop and she left that fish in the counter so that when Fred took over it, it stunk out the shop.
1: It's hilarious.
0: Thank you. And and plausible. (laughs) Sorry about the long rambling. It's been a heavy week, says Rebecca. Also, sad to see Imran go. Charlie (laughs) will be missed. However, character of the week is Toya, and I'll give it four and a half times. Leanne stood up for Toya out of five. I feel really bad that we didn't give Toya character of the week. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get moaned at. I think. I think she's George going to... She's not
1: going to talk to us again. I
0: think she, that she's going to say... No favourites. Guys, why don't you give me character of the week? And she'll be, she'll be kind of like... Hum, hum, hum. But I think inside that she'll, she'll know.
1: She'll be mad. But, you know, that kind of I'm attitude, serious. I'm going to give it to Carly Salmon.
0: Carly <laughs> <laughs> Salmon. I love this. My new favourite curry actor.
1: Um, brackets, female.
0: Yes. Nancy, Gemma, over to you.
1: I did not want anyone to get hurt, even though I knew it was inevitable. This sounds like a, um, a hostage letter, Nancy. You're right. <laughs> she says, I knew how tragic this would be because they did not celebrate Toya's birthday. Once the crash happened and Imran died, I was upset because it was sudden. I loved the Toya and the Anne scene. See,
0: I think if they'd celebrated Toya's birthday, it would have made it even more tragic when it happened it's like, oh, they were so happy just a few days before and now he's been splattered.
1: Yeah, and then um, Toya could have like, stood over his corpse and gone, with a party pooper. She could, couldn't she? What's a party pooper? I always say. It. I'm a party you know what pooper. I mean? I always say party pooper, but I mean what's that? it's not a
0: party popper either, because that's the thing that you pull the string on. What is it called? A party unravel horn.
1: <laughs> party unravel horn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: Nancy says, in the cold light of day, after watching the aftermath on Friday, I thought who are they blaming? What happened? I do not think Toy- Toya crashed the car intentionally. There are extenuating circumstances. Toya could end up co-parenting Alfie. I want Toya to have a great life. Imran's death has left me with some questions. Will they reveal the one night stand he had with Abby? Will Adam get rid of Ben? Will we see Adam's reaction to everything? I'm expecting Abby to re-examine herself. I feel bad for Kelly because she loves... Very important to
0: check yourself out regularly, ladies. Yeah, and, and men.
1: And men. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yep. James Ryan would agree on that one.
1: I feel bad for Kelly because she loves Toya and Imran. Custody of a child should not automatically go to the mother. controversial stuff here. I wonder if Toya will change careers. I think she probably should. She did
0: say today, I can't believe that you're always counselling people through grief, but I can't do it to myself. I can. It's like how you can't tickle yourself, isn't it? Um, that, maybe that's her counselling technique. Everyone everyone comes into Toya's office therapy. looking a bit sad. Yeah, she gives them they tickle a docu- therapy. They did a
1: documentary about that. Is that really a thing? Yeah. That's what Toya weird. does.
0: And then she's been sitting there trying to tickle herself and it just where's doesn't that?
1: work. Where's someone's where's robot button? It's a joke. Um, do you not get it? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I> carry on. <laughs> Nancy says, um, will Toya have more flashbacks and remember more things? about the crash are they going to show us what happened before the crash did ben have something to do with the crash toya might get close to carla carla she's been through these kinds of situations what has carla not been through if there is evidence abby and kevin should be held accountable for their actions Charlie DeMello is an outstanding actor and really nice he liked two of my tweets this week That's just boasting. I thought Charlie and Georgia had on-screen chemistry. I give this week's episodes four Glitter Kits out of five. Character of the Week is Imran. I love the fact that Imran mentioned the use of power and privilege. He pulled Toya out of the car. That's worth getting Character of the Week for, isn't it? (laughs) Huge shout out to Toya. I love the scenes with Toya speaking with Alfie. It was outstanding.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy.
1: There's some fun stuff in there.
0: Yes, thank you very much. And we will finish this podcast off. With Nicole,
1: Nicole's like, don't Nicole, don't watch anymore.
0: This is the theme of this message because she says, "Well, she is watching. She's just a bit behind." She That's says what means. I mean, like, ch- don't
1: catch up. Oh never, yeah, never, never watch this anymore. This gets discuss-
0: discuss- quite funny. Thought I'd check in with you guys. I'm so far behind with Cory and the podcast. Mm. Got back from Italy a week ago with 27 episodes to watch. Look, oh my Nicole,
1: gosh. I'm sorry, but you went to Italy. Yes. What was there to do in Italy but watch Coronation Street?
0: I, I guess you didn't At have a VPN. Mm. No,
1: but you can just go... What well, I don't know what you do in Italy, like eating pizza eating and walking up towers. So you gondola can gondola ride. To, you can listen to a podcast on a gondola.
0: Um, am I reading this? Yes, I am. I was actually behind before we left, so today I started in. I can't believe I'm watching Easter episodes. The good thing is I'm looking forward to a good binge fest. Should be fun. Italy was great, by the way. Uh, here we go. I did actually need these Italian lessons. Not in the touristy cities, but we ended up in a small fishing oh. resort spot for Italians where no one spoke That's English. Awesome. Not even at our hotel. It was great fun. Bella, Bella. That's how you speak Ciao. In Italian. Anyway, hope it was all well with you. It's all well with you?
1: I need the toilet.
0: Okay, nearly time. We nearly can go. Looking forward to catching up on the it's podcast. It's not permanent, though. So, Nicole says she's on episode 518 at the moment. Don't so do it,
1: Nicole. Stop.
0: Many, many hours Don't. left until you catch up You can up save
1: yourself. It. It's too late for but, us. Um,
0: this, this is where it gets a bit tragic at the end. She says, once I catch up, I'll send along my thoughts on Corrie. I'm totally spoiler-free, so I've no uh... idea what's coming up. Uh-oh. Oh, God. It's like
1: <laughs> watching some of the Ticket to the Titanic getting excited it is. about it. Oh, gosh. What oh, do you I think about wait.
0: Imran, Nicole?
1: I'm going to do some icebergs. And then the even
0: worse, I did see a photo of a street party for the Jubilee. Perfect. I <laughs> what were are you looking at, Nicole? I is think it we've the, misled you. Is it our YouTube cover that we put up for yes. the Jubilee one? Which has... Can
1: you imagine Nicole like, getting through the Jubilee week? Just, uh, her face When's the was... street
0: party with Stella Price going to turn up? I don't know what's going she on here. tear her
1: own face off in grief.
0: Well, Jubilee week was still quite good, but just, know, but it just wasn't not for a jolly that. a dolly party, was it? No, it wasn't. Um... And that is it oh for my this God. podcast. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Has it been good it's been a good one. It's been a long day. It's a little bit tiring. Time to go to bed. We've got a big day tomorrow. Um, and uh, please do get in touch with us. You can email us at conversationstreet.com. You can go to our blog, conversationstreet.podbean.com and leave us a lovely comment there. iTunes views keep asking for iTunes reviews not getting them what's going on leave us an iTunes review five stars only please we're on instagram i've started properly embracing instagram stories some of you might have noticed you You don't understand
1: what the purpose of them is though what is it
0: what do you mean i'll tell you later instagram stories well now you can put links on them they're great Um, we're on Twitter we're on Spotify we're on Facebook we are on Patreon and again um, we said at the beginning of the episode that the Patreon bottles have started to come out so look out for yours but it might still be a little while and of course we are on YouTube hello to anyone who might be no you're not listening to this on YouTube this bit doesn't go on on YouTube but do leave us comments on YouTube thank you everybody for any likings or subscribings, or commentings that you do on YouTube, because I desperately love that channel to grow a bit bigger than it is at the moment. It was And I'm sure to. all your interactions really, really do help with um, it. No. And just, that is it.
1: Um, do you... Shut
0: up, Michael. Okay. Yeah, shut up.
1: Because I play a game called Days Gone, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's the, the gimmick of why it's called Days Gone is it's um, to do with like the zombie apocalypse and stuff. So it's like, how many days...
0: Okay. Right. If, if Daisy leaves Coronation Street, can we call the, Carina- the, the storyline title Daisy Gone?
1: Yeah, you can if you like. Thanks. I um, uh, could never stop you from doing anything. Carry on. Um, This is now nine days gone since Imran died.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: So I think we have to mark the time. That's You know how like when Jesus died, they like go, oh, let's change the calendar. Let's start again from zero. Yes. That's what we have to well, do. Well, that's what
0: they did when he was born. But okay.
1: Well, I don't. I'm not. I fay with what they were up to two thousand years ago. <laughs> they didn't right. tell me everything. <laughs> okay. Um. So I think that's how we're gonna have to number the podcasts now.
0: Yeah. Post Imran round. Yeah. Pi. Oh. oh,
1: that's
0: so tragic. Anyway. Anyway, bye. Time to go. Time to go. Say goodbye, <laughs> Summers Robot. Terra. ra from Summers Robot. I hope that we never Ta-ra see you again, mate. Oh yeah. Won. Yeah, I agree. Do one Gemma. Summer's robots are gonna... great. Right. You're gonna you're gonna take it to the scrapyard tomorrow.
1: I'm gonna go to the toilet. <laughs>
0: Goodbye everybody. Gemma Lee's the low and the music for this episode <laughs> came from podcastthemes.com. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.